This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Free Van listeners, and welcome to episode 87 of the Radio Free Van podcast, a Horus Heresy 30K podcast. My name is Michael. We got my co-host Derek here. Go see what's going on, Derek. By the mod- by the marvel of modern medicine, I am back. <laughs> we also have Scott. Go and see what's going on, Scott. Curse you, modern medicine. Curse you. <laughs> well, we were talking while you were gone. If you would just quit blowing homeless dudes, and if you're going to blow homeless dudes in alleys, there's a flap in your esophagus that keeps it from like your lungs and your stomach. So when you're, you know, right when he's about to finish, you don't want to like be exhaling and inhaling at the same time and suck it down the wrong pipe because it'll end up in your lungs, Derek. And that's what your fucking, you know, problems stem from. If you do it right and it ends up in your stomach, your acid and your stomach will just take care of it and you won't get sick. Well, mom always said stupid is as stupid does. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that applies in this situation, but I'll figure it out. I mean, it's science. It's science. So you just got you, you got to step up your game, is what he's saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah. when you're blowing homeless dudes in the back alley, science isn't the first thing on your mind. Uh, not, well, not a true I mean, statement. I don't. Said I don't recommend that. doing it, but I don't recommend doing it. But I mean, I'm not into you know teaching anyone on their life choices. Um, and and but I mean, hey, you know, I still love you. I mean, make whatever choices you want. I mean, it's not going to affect our relationship any, but if you're just really into that, just, you know, take precautions. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, dude. I thought you were homeless. I didn't realize, you know, you weren't into that. <laughs> <laughs> and that voice you guys heard is powerful Ryan Kimmel. <laughs> Go see what's going on, Ryan. What's happening, guys? And he also has a guest with him. I do have a guest. Why don't you introduce her? This is my wife, Emily. Powerful Emily. You actually hear her about her on the show quite a bit. That's the baker that makes all the food for all of uh, Ryan's Circle City uh, jerks. And uh, yep, they that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, the powerful chef over at, at Ryan's Game Club. So she uh, she posts in our Game Club chat now. I just added her so she can because she always asks like, "What do they want to eat?" So I'm like, I just put her in the chat. So now. Related things. I don't post anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have a great episode for you guys. This episode, and we're back to normal, like back to normal. You know, like it. I know the past few episodes we had the uh, the review. You didn't interview Scott. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Oh, I just missed. Sorry. Oh. You were too busy uh, working on that sick roast. <laughs> Cut the tape. <laughs> anyway. So we got a pretty nice inter- uh, nice episode for you guys. Uh, I know the past few episodes we've gone from we've gone all over the place. I know we had uh, we had the overview of the rule books. We've had the new player episode. I think the one before that we did was a Legion episode. So like it's just nice nice to get back uh, get back to listening to your guys' voicemails, reading off some emails, just doing some normal 
normal like I, I don't know it's almost like it was like the holidays kind of like brought in all this crazy stuff for us and then we're just we're back on it now we're, we're back back to normal we're back to something so let me give you guys an idea real quick of what we got up for you uh so obviously we're gonna do our introduction in hobby progress where we talk about you know games we've played hobby progress that we've made uh then we're gonna talk about uh, some Toys for Tots armies. We got an Age of Sigmar army and an Iron Warriors army that we needed to go over. Uh, then we're going to talk about Heresy Camp. Uh, those tickets are live. We're going to talk about a little bit about that. Uh, then we have a rule book giveaway for Horse Heresy version 1. Uh, so we're going to give you the rules on that, guys. Uh, then we're going to get to listen to some voicemails. I'm super excited. I saw there was a ball story in there. So, like, it's going to be pretty sweet. Uh, then we got some shout-outs and some questions we're going to answer from our email uh, then we've got some some advice ryan's going to give out from some email questions we got he's got and then we got three lists we got a death guard list a word bearers list and an ultramarines list i think right no nope well, word bearers hang on oh. <laughs> it's word bearers death guard blood angels word bearers death guard blood angels so we got three lists for you guys for the end uh, as well as answering a whole bunch of questions. So, uh, who wants to kick off this introduction part? Who wants to, who amongst us, Derek, wants to start off the Derek? Because I feel like, I feel like Derek, like, I think you should start. <laughs> like, I'm just okay. going to kick it off to you. Cause are, are you going to ask me who I think should start, or are you just going to tell me to start? I'm just going to tell you to start, because, like, okay. you... you Everybody, okay. For starters, all of our Patreon listeners, all of the listeners, they, they like. I feel like you get the most flack for, for. Uh, I feel like that's accurate. Push. They push you to get your stuff done. They push you to play games. It's just you. They, you've got a lot of people to, behind to, you. It's a pushy group of people behind me. And I would say probably the last like two weeks has probably been the most I've ever seen you Warhammer 30k in my life. I. I I don't feel like the past two weeks I've been Warhammer 30K-ing as hard as I've been, but I'm glad it appears that way. Okay. So uh, the other day, we actually got a game in, you and I. I don't know if we want to talk about that for a little bit. Basically, I got to personally meet the Sword Sisters and what those do to Marines, the, the dirty things that they do to Marines. and Unless they're Grave Wardens. Yeah, God, damn, uh, Grave Wardens. Yeah, I, I don't have Grave Wardens. I, I play Drop Pod Space Wolves. I've got Bolters. I've got plenty of Bolters and uh, some Combi Meltas, but I don't I don't have Grave Wardens. So they got eat, eaten up by Sword Sisters, and that was the end of that. He also got to – he was actually there at the, uh, the Dallas event that we went to, and so he got to watch them fight Grave Warden too. And yeah, I saw that. That didn't look fun. <laughs> Anyway, I'll talk about that. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I went up to the Dallas event, and that's uh, I was anybody who was there could tell you I was kind of looking a little weary as the day went on. People were like, "Hey, Derek, are you are you okay? <laughs> are you dying in front of us?" <laughs> that's so it. yeah. So the next day, my fever kicked back up, and I finally went to the doctor. And most of the rest of that week is just a haze of like fever and medicine, and so I didn't get a whole lot done. But I did get all the stuff in for my uh, decals, so I'm looking to start experimenting with that, seeing what, seeing if I can have as much luck with that as I've had with the, uh, with the stencils. And so far, man, I don't know if those stencils did the trick, but that Leviathan just made his saves all day yesterday. 
Oh yeah, it was almost like there was some sort of like ward going on. I I blamed like what like Derek. You know, I mean, I mean, if you if you play Leviathans or you just play like Leviathans in general, you realize that a four plus save is just stupid, insane. Like it's super good. Like it's crazy. The four plus save, half of them it's are phenomenal. going through. It just it just really seemed like the odds were in your favor. Like you were. Like I, I don't think I failed that save until turn like five. Yeah. And that's after being hit. They obviously me. didn't watch our last game, Scott, if they think four plus saves are good. Because I yeah, think we were don't like, worry. we were like, oh, well, I mean, oh, of 32. Or did you like airbrush yeah, some, oh, some oh, sick not work on one them? missile, fucking boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I failed, I failed nine of nine four plus jinx saves against a Phosphex Discharger and lost an entire jet bike squad to a 15 point weapon upgrade. Jesus. Oh, that Phosphex Discharger on a Leviathan. Just more, more <laughs> Leviathans doing God's work. God bless the Leviathans. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Derek. Yeah. So uh, I think what was it how many how many shooting rounds of just multi melters from the Inquisitors and uh, Avengers just laying into my Leviathan and him just shrugging, not caring. Yeah. So I mean, you know, fast skimmers with multi melters on them, they can get around Leviathans real quick. Uh, Derek's Leviathan had armored ceramite. Because, Thank God. You know that's how Derek plays. So everybody plays really. And so I was hitting rear armor, and I think I, I dumped the entire game, probably eight multi melter shots into the Leviathan, uh, three Kraken penetrators, uh, probably close to, I would say eight or nine tw- like missiles into it. Probably. That sounds and, right. I mean. Yeah, he just he just foreign up, and those are like hits. Yeah, those are all like solid hits. And so, yeah, Leviathan. I don't know. I blame the not work, dude. I think once you put that much love into a model like that, like you put you put not work on it, he's gonna be fine. Like, I've only pre- I've only got so much skill I can put into him, but I got a whole lot of love. Yeah, yeah. So that's some crazy Viking juju you stuck on him. <laughs> Good to know it worked. Uh, not well enough though. I still. I got tabled pretty much. Yeah, but no, he didn't. <laughs> he no, he he held. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully I'll get some dope ass decals slapped on him and get him finished up. Uh, all my infantry, I've got all of those patched up with their their chain swords and holstered bolt pistols like they're supposed to have. And I uh, still need a good axe solution for my Death Sworn. I think I'm about to just go through my 40k bits for my uh, 40k Space Wolves. Get the the Space Wolf brand Power Axe from the old Space Wolf upgrade sprue. I've probably got enough of those just sitting around to make it happen. Did you and see what Jake did? Jake took like some axe that was a double headed axe. Oh yeah, and he attached it to the uh, the Power Mall from the. Was it? Yeah, but he up- cut it. Yeah, he cut the blades off and then got two axes out of one axe. Yeah, I saw that. That looks pretty dope. Uh, the axes I'm probably going to use are just the uh, the one-headed the, the one-headed axe. The one I've been wanting to use is from the Vanguard Veteran Kit, and that one's got the double head. I just like how brutal that one looks. So long- Oh, yeah. I have that one cast up. Nice. Is that the one you left here? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh. You just got to pour resin. That's all you got to do. All right. Mold's well, ready. Well, I'm going to need you to teach me how to pour resin, and then I'll have that figured out, and I'll have these, like, sick look. I, I still like the Death Sworn. Like, they got eaten up by swords, but they did plenty. 
And uh, but yeah, after that, I should be in good shape. And then hopefully my rhinos will come in and then I'll have the non orbital assault option because I found out in San Antonio, you don't always want to bring drop pods, especially if your partner doesn't have drop pods. Yeah, we've talked about that many times. <laughs> you will get fucked <laughs> and get fucked. I did. Oh. Oh, okay. Didn't hear that story. I, I didn't talk about that when no. I went up and uh, it was me and uh, Paul Sweetland versus Neil and. Uh, oh, fuck. Now I feel bad. I don't remember who else was there. Oh, God. Uh, That's okay. What happened? That's more important. So I dropped in my drop pods and they got eaten by a combined force. It just ate my shit up. How many points were y'all playing? Who was your teammate? Like, what was your team army? Uh, it was me and Sweetland's World Eaters. Versus? Versus Neil's Alpha Legion. And, I, God, now I feel like shit. I don't remember who else was up there. Blood Angels? They got a Blood Angels player? They got an Imperial Fist player? No, I don't... They got a Thousand-some player? I, th- I doubt it was Thousand-some. No, I don't think... It wasn't that. Andrew. Fuck. All right, that's cool. I want to say Iron Warriors, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Gators Iron Warriors? No, it wasn't Gator. Anyway. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It's okay. So, uh, was, like, did Paul Sweet, did he start his World Eaters on the table, or? Yeah, yeah. He had some scouts, too, which I thought were badass, like some reconnaissance marines in uh, scout armor, and then they just get charged, and they're like, okay, cool, well, we're still World Eaters, we still have chain axes, so eat shit. And I thought that was pretty badass. But uh, yeah, that day I was like, maybe I should invest in some tanks. Tanks sound good. Some rhinos. Just a good old-fashioned rhino rush. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan's talked about that many times on the show, that if you are playing in any doubles event or any team game, uh, if you have a drop-potting or deep-striking army, make sure... Or drop-potting, specifically... If you have a drop potting army, make sure that your opponent or your your partner also has a drop potting army. Yeah. Because normally when you're playing a drop pot army, it's a uh, kind of like a two v one mix because you're getting half your army versus one of their whole armies, and you're using the alpha strike on you. But in like the case of a doubles team, it's yeah, like a four v one kind of thing. Yeah, like on one on one, you can like pick which targets you need to throw your meltavets at. But when you're playing it two opponents you just don't you can't cover that much well and if you go and if you go second it's two it's both your opponent's armies versus your teammate for the first turn and they get shot to shit then you come in and then you get it so it's bad it's just bad all the way around it just does not work (laughs) yeah so i'm hoping i can have those done up by adepticon hopefully i'll be better with my airbrush by then because i don't want to show up and like do a team game and then my opponent just kind of gets fucked i don't want to be that guy I will say they're looking pretty yep. good, though. See, after seeing that your guys in person, Derek, they're looking very, very hot right now. And if you want to see Derek's army, just go ahead and post on our Facebook and ask to see Derek's army. Bully him and us showing his army. Yeah, just just keep pushing. <laughs> just squeeze me and see what comes out. <laughs> I'll be uh... a good time. <laughs> is that the is that the next uh, what Gushers commercial? Like the new Gusters commercials? Is that a new one? Squeeze me and see what comes out. Yeah. That might be our next shirt. <laughs> I guess it's... Surprise, it's malaria. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just pneumonia. Good old pneumonia. <laughs> so, 
I guess since me and Derek's uh, hobby progress are so closely related because we pretty much did the exact same things, I'll, I'll go next. I mean, finally got to run my sisters. Uh, I ran them to that Dallas event. We really didn't talk about it too much uh, last episode because like the new people episode. But uh, got to take my sisters to the Lone Star Legion event. And cool dudes. They they were they were they were yeah cool dudes at Lone Star Legion, but got to meet a lot of Patreon supporters up there. Oh yeah, powerful Patreon supporters. Uh, but they they did as good as I actually they they did a lot less good than I thought they would do. But you know In after some ways. after I was pulled into like this realistic vision of how they should play. Uh, I don't know they're they're pretty fun. Played Derek last night with them, and I realized if what Ryan's been saying like. Ryan always manages to say something and then it just gets confirmed after you play test it and you're like, yeah, you're right. The Inquisitor is fucking OP as fuck. Like, yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty awful. Like, like, <laughs> I don't know if it's, oh, it's, it's underpointed for what it does. It's way like when you, when you really break it down on paper that thing and then I know work. how to position models. Like my, I'm, my tactical strong point is model positioning. So I look at, me with that model in my hands ruining other people's days and making them not want to play yeah and and then i kind of like i'm like yeah this is probably you know in the hands of somebody that knows what they're doing this is too it should be worth more points dude so uh so you know i have this army that starts on the table and dare i know for a fact that derek is playing a drop pod uh drop pod army and I like I looked at his list. I know he's running Meltavets. I know what he's coming at me with. And you know, generally when you see somebody running Meltavet drop pods, you, your first thought is, okay, well I'm gonna hold in reserve, or you know, all my important stuff, or I'm just gonna kind of box up. Well, in my mind, I was like, you know what? These are three up jink. I really don't have too much to worry about. I'll just kind of make it hard for him to drop in without getting like flying off the table. I'll just kind of hug the corner. And uh, Derek Meltavet dropped on two Inquisitors. And They're I think fine. You, you immobilized one, right? Yeah, one of them just got immobilized. The other one just took a couple whole points of damage, but nothing else. Yeah, and I just straight up, no no armored ceramide on any of them, nothing like that. I could not imagine what would happen if I took armored ceramide. But yeah, they were just they don't fine. They it. Like, they just kind of shrugged it all off. That three-up jink is just insane. And then the ability to just get the fuck out of there. You know, you got your normal move, then you got your flat-out move. It's just, just fucking book it out and get the fuck out of dodge and then that's what it ended up doing with them i mean they're just they're they're just really really good models and they I, got good firepower they're really really good defensively when you factor in a three up fucking jink it's really fucking hard to deal with and then um everything's they got, twin linked uh they're an, they're an assault vehicle uh they can scout like they just have rules after rules after rules the capture grid like all that shit it's just it's it, it's crazy. It's crazy that I didn't like. I I thought about using my capture grid against your uh, your death sworn, and just beating the shit out of them. And then I was like, nah. I was like, I, I got to take care of this Leviathan. But uh, but getting to objectives like like uh, we were playing. What was it? Onslaught, right? Yeah, it was onslaught mission so, two. Yeah, mission two onslaught. So we each had our own objective that we had to put in each other's deployment zone, and I got to wait until like turn three and just shot the fuck over into his deployment zone 
with uh with my acquisitor and it's just you know move full flat out full it's like well, i'm there i moved half the table length in one turn and you know next turn jump on the objective so they're just <laughs> it's stupid they're they're really good they're, they're super cheap they're super cheap for what they do yeah, they're phenomenal yeah and they just don't die you know that three of <laughs> jinx save just i I realized how hard that must have been to watch, like every time rolling that, seeing that three get rolled. <laughs> I mean, it, it was only those two times with my meltavets. After that, I'm like, yeah, I don't have anything to throw against tanks. I've got a chain fist. Oh no, they got multi melters. I don't have a chain fist anymore. So if you're playing against acquisitors, uh, just charge them if you can. As soon as as soon as somebody like, because that's exactly what Jackson did over at Lone Star Legion. Like yeah, armor ten on the rear, so a crack grenade will do a lot. And just yeah, well he was using all chain fist, but you know, unnecessary. Like, <laughs> he'd he'd pick up his dice. I'm like, don't even dare roll those dice. <laughs> like I will, I will just pick this up. So yeah, that's that's what yeah they, they're horrible in close combat. So if you can catch one in the wild, charge it like a bunch of Africans do, uh, gazelle, and just you know murder it so yeah and i played against derek yesterday so once again i got to see how good three avengers are it's they're stupid good oh yeah they're just if especially if you're not taking any sort of anti-air so me and derek that's uh, on me i'll I'll accept that one yeah just i mean the event like hands down derek had all of his gray slayers on an objective capturing the objective and Two Avengers come in and they're like, nah, dogs. <laughs> hey, buddies. <laughs> That's not happening. And they just got clear out. on that objective. Clear out with the Avenger bolt cannon. Um, I was telling Derek, I was like, dude, I was like, honestly, I'm just waiting for the game where somebody has a fire raptor. Because I'm, I'm legitimately worried how that game will go. Because if you get somebody who's pretty pretty competent with a fire raptor, like I think, I think a fire raptor is kind of like... Uh, I don't know. Like it's, I'm trying to think of like an apex predator who kind of gets dropped in like a, uh, like, I don't. It's like it's like a it's like a saltwater crocodile amongst caiman. Like if if like they're in the same river, it's like a harpy eagle amongst falcons. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> like if uh, if fire raptor gets in gets in the water with you, you're gonna have not a good time. Like you know, the Avengers are pretty sweet, and I think you know it just depends on who gets the drop on each other, but. But Jesus, man! Like I just imagine. Not well, only... your Avengers are on the board, and then the fire after comes in afterwards. <sighs> it could easily shoot down all three in it one can go. Murder all three of them, and then if it if it can't, it can fly the fuck. It's over gonna at them. least make them all jink. Yeah. They're all gonna jink. I mean, you you have to. Yeah, even if you know, I'm I'm just like trying to like spitball. You know, even if they're on the board and you can't get to them, you can always fly over them. Use your auto cannons to shield, still shoot at them. Flip to hover mode, <laughs> flip it around next turn, and then chase it. Like it's just so many things. The fi- like the fire raptor is like probably one of the scariest things that I can imagine. Uh, when, like Avengers, I've played lightnings. I've had lightnings uh, while Daredeos have been on the board and Mortis Dreadnoughts have been on the board, and that's just you know out of line of sight. One kraken, it's done. Don't worry about that. But fire raptor is legitimately something that like that's the Avenger answer. Like it's gonna be. It's gonna be a bad day for Avengers. So, 
You should look at that. Look at that. Putting that in your list there, buddy. Yeah, I'll look into it. I don't know what I'd pull out for it, though. I don't either. I don't either. Your list was pretty fun. I had fun with it. Uh, other than that, man, you kind of realize how much Strength 4 is not overpowered for sisters. Like, it's just needing fours to roll sucks so much because you really bank on it. Whenever you see in your hand, you're like, oh, these hits right here, these six hits are going to be AP2. And then you roll them and they're all threes. And you're like, ah, God damn it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> like, yeah. Those execution blades, they play with your heart needing fives and sixes on the to hit. <laughs> you got Michael's like, why don't they get rad grenades too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, you know, I get it. In my heart, I'm like, man, they need the some way. To... World don't they don't need rad grenades? Don't. <laughs> yeah, they're perfect the way they are. They're perfectly balanced. They're not super OP. They're not. Yeah. Probably need to get a points bump up on the Inquisitors, but I won't like that. But. It's true. For what they do, they're they're nuts. Yeah. They're no custodes, though. So maybe we can leave them alone for a little bit, Forge World, and maybe revisit some custodes <laughs> for a minute. So yeah, that's what we've been up to. Oh, and I bought a badass fucking case from Sam's Club that Derek told me about. That was yeah. pretty cool. Does, do all Sam's Club have those cases? Well, okay, it was a special they got in for, I think, Black Friday, and then uh, we just happened to have some extras at our club in town. So, yeah, if you're a Sam's Club member, go check out your Sam's Club. They're basically like Pelican cases for like a third of the price of Pelican cases. And they come with pick and pluck foam. So now I have a place to hold all my uh, Acquisitors. Yeah, they got a few layers of foam. The top layer is pick and pluck. But if you're not into that, you can just take that layer out and just have some open air room and just get like a laser cutter or some like a hot wire tool and custom cut your own foam. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's a pretty sweet box. 40 bucks. Going to go to town with it. So, what you been working on, Ryan? What's your hobby progress looking like? Painting Death Guard. Painting Death Guard. Painting Death Guard. Got one of each type of infantry model in my army done now. And then I've started just like actually batch painting guys. But I have a Grave Warden, a Death Shroud, a Bolter guy, a Sergeant, my Praetor, and a Veteran done so that's like one of each possibility so i have like one that i can like when i paint another one or batch paint some i have one to look at to like oh how did i do that where i don't have to sit and think about should this be brass or silver what color are these hoses like i can just pick up the one i already did and uh, it's this color yeah i hear you (laughs) so yep (laughs) You sound beaten, man. You don't. It sounds like you're like. It's like, yeah, man, I got this stuff. Like when you talked about your black shields, you were like, yeah, these are done. It's like your death guard. Like, yeah. It's just I've lost White. most of my fucking time, and it's taken forever. And I have all this terrain looming in the background that I have to get done for the event, and um, I, it just sucks. Like I wish I'd uh, kept my painting time just a couple more months <laughs> before it went away. <laughs> um, so I just I really need to get to the opposite side of Adepticon. It's bumming me out. I mean, I got pumped for Adepticon, but I'm bummed that like it. I wasn't prepared for the life changes that happened to happen. Well, man, you know, 
if you need some help painting terrain, you got a whole bunch of people that'll help you. Let us know. It might not look as good as Ryan terrain, but you know. Um, <laughs> but I only have. Let's see. I got. I think I got nineteen more infantry guys to paint. It's not a lot. It's just I. You know, I. It takes me with the little bit of time I work on it. It takes me two fucking days to do a guy. <laughs> I mean, not. You know what I mean? Not two full days. Like, yeah, no, I hear you. I work on it. Yeah, for a time period on one day, and then I finish it the next day. I hear you. Well, they look good. They look fantastic. I was mentioning the other day on in the Patreon chat how much I really like your uh, those little nipple vents that you took the time to paint those. Like right on, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, they're yeah. Like on, they're like on the pectoral, but they kind of look like really high nipples. But yeah. they little vents on them. I've never seen anybody take the time to paint those and make them look as good as you did. Thank you. That's pretty much it. Just working on that. And then uh, I got... I, you know, I haven't, like, actually started paint. Well, I started priming terrain, like, getting things out. Like, this 100% needs to be done. It needs to be primed this color. Like, because I can do real quick in between painting actual infantry models. So, that's pretty much it. Cool. What about you, Scott, man? I know you've been posting up some world eaters. Yeah, man. I've been busy. Painting world eaters, playing world eaters. Uh, so, I got the pictures posted up of the two anvilists. Dread Claws I did and uh, Karn. So those came out the way I wanted. Uh, <clears throat> those anvilists are magnetized the way we had talked about uh, that, that uh, Zach De La Rosa kind of gave me an idea for as far as magnetizing them so I could pull them apart and transport them a little bit easier. So they came out uh, really well. I'm glad by the way they came out. Uh, Played uh, two campaign games today too in my Escalation League, and um, world <clears throat> excuse me, world leaders are very very different from any other army style I've ever like played. Really, I don't play a lot of assault based armies. Usually, I play mostly like shooting armies or close range firepower kind of things with maneuverability. And this army very maneuverable. I mean, it's as maneuverable as any other Marine army. It's like Nothing's really special about how fast it is, but it hits like a fucking Mack truck in close combat. Like they're so good in close combat, like weapon master vets. Those are the ones I like to run because it makes veterans love skill five. And on the charge, they have five attacks apiece, rerolling once to wound in close combat. You get a free upgrade for fucking chain axes. And <clears throat> in this campaign, I'm playing. I got enough experience points on one of my units, and I got to roll on a table for a benefit, and I rolled Zealot on one of those fucking <laughs> Weapon Master Veteran units. So oh, there are 45 yeah. attacks, re-rolling to hit, and then re-rolling ones to wound on a charge. Why? There's not a damn thing that <laughs> is going to see that coming down the pike and be like, ah, oh, it's all good, man. <laughs> like, Hold. Hold. Does uh, anybody yeah. have defensive grenades? Yeah. If you got a boring shield, you need to dust that motherfucker off because <laughs> now is the time you are going to need. Um, everybody a lot behind of the Prater. The game I played was like a 750 points, so we're we're still in the pretty low levels, but we should be turning over here soon, pretty pretty quickly to a thousand points, and then escalating to 50 points each week. Uh, 
it, it these like low level games and stuff, you know, little things make a huge difference. So if I pass a five inch charge and I make it in, you know, wipe out a unit, that's a big deal, and I can win the game. But so I won my first game, but I lost my second one because I had a five inch charge in the open and I fucking rolled a three. Because the dice I have right now are those uh Games Workshop dice with the skulls on the ones, and those uh, skulls oh. I just love showing the fuck up, man. And it's so. It's like the most mentally demoralizing symbol you've ever seen, too. It just breaks my soul. I roll. I rolled the uh, Radio Free Istvan dice last night, and uh, uh, on the sixes they have the Radio Free Istvan logo. And so every time you saw like the little like RFI logo, I was like, "Nice, <laughs> that's AP 2 <laughs> Take notes, dice manufacturers. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, for real. Games Workshop, get that shit together. What? wrong with you so do you get but to keep yeah, sell out the uh, whole campaign not to get fucking negative but after looking at the new Mer- nurgle models they have way more to worry about than fucking where they put the fucking symbol <laughs> on the dice but let's not i don't sorry i shouldn't have said that but it's kind of fucking hard to bite my tongue but anyway yeah, surely you're yeah, not talking about sloppy no, i don't keep zealot because the second game i got killed and if you're if that unit dies you roll on a chart on a one to a three, they lose their XP and the benefits of the game. They roll the fucking skull. So, shit. Oh, but no. They, stupid skull. That unit is cranked. Fucking level 10 with sell it. And, oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, it's a really fun army. Very different from anything I've played in the past. Got to play my javelins. I threw some pictures of those up a while back. They're a lot of fun. They put out a shitload of firepower sure. they're very very resilient as well in both post combat and against it. um that's it man that's all I got other than that my buddy Nick gave me a gave me a set of Comrade Keisha's contemporary quarter legs and a calf dread from a, with a old kite culverin gun like the twin link cannon thing I'm gonna make one of those probably I can never have enough of those. I've never actually seen anybody run. Are you gonna run double Volkite or single Volkite? Just, just single, just single Volkite and a regular fist. So okay. it'll be cheap, but there's value in that too. You know, only a, I'll take a 155 point murder monster in close combat. That's that doesn't hurt my feelings. So <laughs> that's badass. Very cool. I've never seen anybody run them. Oh. So. By the way, Scott, all the stuff that Scott talked about is up on Facebook. If you want to see pictures of it, he's got it up there. And uh, I posted pictures of all my uh, Death Guard stuff up there, too. Yeah, we're trying to... I know we're trying to put as much pictures as we can up of, of our progress and stuff. Cause we're both doing the this this league thing to try to get our new armies off the ground. So please check those out. If you have any questions about how we painted something or if you give a shit at all, you want to know how to do it, just ask. We'll fucking do our best to let you know how to do it. Nothing, nothing I'm doing is rocket science, so my dumbass can do it, anyone can. Fuck yeah, dude. Super exciting. They look good. Both of y'all's armies look very good. Very next level. Thanks, I can't wait to uh, get one of these uh, painting classes under my belt and so I can, you know... <laughs> it is. Me and Emily are going to CK Studios. Uh, when is that? February twenty. Yeah, so we're pretty pumped for that. We're gonna paint some dreadnoughts. 
That's the one in Michigan? Yep. Yeah, that's exciting. I got some painting classes lined up for uh, Adepticon. I'm pretty excited about those guys. Heard you got a pretty nice dry brushing course. Yeah, I got a sweet-ass dry brushing course with Duncan, powerful Duncan. Can't wait to learn how to dry brush. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, I, I, I have to look again and see what classes I took, but I think a lot of them are, like, beginner dry, or beginner airbrushing courses. So I'm super excited for Heresy Camp, dude. Like, that's going to be a whole cult of paint with Henry Steele. Take that class, turn my whole life around. I need to. My airbrush has been fighting me. I'm just thinking of Heresy Camp. Tickets are on full sale, right? Yeah, tickets are live, guys. Tickets actually went live on the 13th. Uh, tickets will end on July 1st. Uh, but now you can get three day cl- the three day event instead of it's just instead of it being just locked five days. Uh, they're going, guys. They are going. Once we're out, we're out. I think there was a total of. I think we had six cult of paint spots left open for the for the three day and then or for the five day which would be the wednesday and thursday and then for saturday and sunday the faster that the we only have 15 spots per cult of paint class and so you're looking at there's going to be 100 people at the class only 30 of them will get to take the cult of paint class and so if you plan on getting that class you want to get your ticket early i mean that's just going to that's going to be the way to do it, guys. That's, But they are on sale now. They're going. Sales live. If you go to our Facebook page, uh, you will see a giant warlord cooking a Lehman Russ over the open fire with his warhound buddy. Click on that link. It'll take you to the Eventbrite <laughs> page, and you can buy your tickets there. Uh, everybody that's already bought a ticket, they're locked in. I mean, and I mean, they're good to go. It just when you get to like limited stuff like the cult of paint class it's just if you plan on taking that class i urge you to go get your tickets now uh but then again there's also like 270 people who said they were gonna wanted to go to heresy camp and there's only 100 tickets and we've already had a pre-sale of the five day so yeah you might want to go get your tickets it's, yep. uh, <laughs> um also if you're it's the first time you're hearing about heresy camp if you're a new listener or whatever We've picked you up over the last couple episodes, and you want to know about Heresy Camp? We recorded a little, like, 30-minute episode that's literally just specifically talking about everything that Heresy Camp is. Um, you can go listen to it real quick, and it will, it'll we'll tell you all about it. Yeah. Yeah, guys. We also have room for camp counselors. I think we have room for, like, four or five more camp counselors. If you want to run an event or you want to help out, send me an email. I'll pull you into a special camp counselor group, and we will... Uh, size you up and see if you're eligible to become a camp counselor and that's going to be somebody who you know helps run events helps do things Uh, a lot of those guys are local texas guys but uh, we do have some people coming in from indiana coming to help run events and things like that and uh, of course some what i consider painting masters like powerful david sampson and stuff like that who will uh be teaching courses and stuff so we got big news emily's coming she's going to teach cupcake courses there oh hold on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> some fondant courses what is that like <laughs> is, that, is that what it's called that's totally false i'm hanging out with all smelly gamers for five days no, it's like i do not want to be around you smelly bad birds <laughs> <laughs> or our new our new name our new name for smelly gamers sloppity bit bops <laughs> sloppity blip bops boys and girls <laughs> uh. 
Man, dude. So I found out two like I found two awesome products this weekend that I kind of wanted to talk about while we're still in this introduction here. Uh, for starters, uh, Mad Robot Miniatures dropped their police space police line, which look just like Arbites. Arbites is it Arbites or Arbites? Arbites. I've heard it said both ways. Arbites. I've heard it say Arbites. Arbites. You've Arbites. heard Arbites as well. Yep. Or Arbites. Arbundus. Ar- so anyway, Arbundus. so so if you're fu- if you're familiar with the Adeptus Arbundus, uh, they are the space police that you know r- primarily in 40k. You see them a lot of ne- in Necromunda and stuff like that. The Enforcers, the Judge Dread knockoff Marine, like not Marines, like they're like super space police. Uh, Mad Robot Miniatures released his model lines, which are mm, kind of. I mean, they 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 like. You can make these police out of his stuff, and he's also got stuff that's like more generic, uh, tactical, tactical police and stuff like that. Uh, so ordered a bunch of that just because how good they looked, and like it's always been like a a really cool army, like in my head. So I ordered a bunch of that this weekend. So I did want to give a shout out to Mad Robot Miniatures because I love their stuff and just seeing that. And I know there's been a bunch of people who have talked about our 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 abundance, and so. <laughs> Just pushing you guys that way. Uh, as well, the second product I found this weekend, and we actually tested it out yesterday. Uh, this might not be uh, for everybody, but I know right now there's a bunch of people that are trying to film bat reps, and they're trying to like you know get their get their bat rep game on. I've seen it all over the internet. Uh, if you are one of those players that's trying to get bat reps started, trying to get bat reps filmed, but you don't think you have the equipment. Uh, I actually found an application on the iPhone called Switcher Studio. And with Switcher Studio, it'll pair with every iOS device. So if you have an iPad, if you have an iPod Touch, if you have a, uh, an iPhone, a MacBook, anything like that, uh, you put them all on the same network. And I'm just assuming that if you are trying to film bat reps, that you have a general idea of how wireless networks work. And so all you have to do is get all of these cameras, get all of these devices on the same network, get them all to download this uh, Switcher Pro app, and they o- they offer a free trial. And all you have to do is go run this app on all of them, and one will be your primary. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like your iPad, and then you run the rest as remote cameras. And then you can put these, you know, these iPod touches. You can put these iPhones. You can put this MacBook. You can put all these different cameras all over the battlefield using, you know. I don't know if you want to use like a goose arm or some road, some road arms or anything like that. And you can have all these cameras set up in like, I mean, cameras aren't massive. Like these phones and these iPod touches, they aren't massive. uh, uh, Like they aren't massively in the way. So you can hide them in terrain. You can put them all over your table and they'll run off their battery power, be connected to the wireless network and they'll be working as remote cameras. And with this switcher pro app, you can stream live to the internet and switch between all of those cameras and all those cameras will send their feed to the iPad while you're filming. And so it, it'll give you a multiple camera angle uh, availability and like, it'll give you like a super cool look. And then you can put like overlays and stuff like that as well. It's, it's an insane application. I, I, I started using it for another project I'm working on and I was like, I wonder how good this will work on uh, in a, in a tabletop game and me and Derek, we walked around and we put phones in like buildings and stuff like that, looking down onto like, like what would be, I guess I level if you were inside of a building looking out into like a street 
And so we could swap in between the camera angles and you could see like what a person looking out his window would look if like there was like Marines marching up his driveway and stuff like that. And we could like switch between Scared as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Terror. You could feel the shit in your pants if you looked at this camera angle. So yeah, we just dropped a whole bunch of iPhones in there just all over the place and like it's a cool application, man. I really see like you know, it's cool if you're trying to run like a like if you want to do like a podcast or something and you want like a live view for like interviewing something but you know i always see these bat reps and i always see the like and i you know of course you know you think about a bat rep you think about you know what we did for for south texas and flames and then you think about like the way uh warhammer tv does it where you have the the two camera setup they have one on each side then you have the the overhang one if you combine Switcher Studio and, I don't know, let's say like six iPhones, then you have all these different angles that are like close to the table. They look like I, When I watch bat reps, I see those like overhead ones. I see the overhead angles, and I just I don't like them because you can't see what's really going on. Like I can't ever make out. It's like, what are those? Are those Space Marines? Are those Imperial Guard? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, don't I, don't, like I, don't, I don't know what I'm looking at. I can tell he's looking at that area. So like this, you can like slip a phone in like a, in a, uh, uh, ash like what do they call the uh, Munistorum building? Like he's put it on the balcony with like a little battery pack, and it'll just like stay up there, and it'll be like, like what you actually see. So you should put one in a model and have it like live streaming <laughs> that model's viewpoint as you're fucking moving it around like a rhino, That'd like be tight, driving man. down like the main street, Spartan. yeah. It's possible. There you go. Or the front of like Trademark a assault that ramp. shit. Trademark it. <laughs> just cut the tape. <laughs> cut the podcast. Cut the tape. <laughs> Can't let this idea out there. So just to, just to let you guys know, especially if you're out there, like uh, I sent it to Powerful Sam over at uh, Emperor's Path. I was like, hey, dude, like I know you film bat reps. Check this out. Uh, but just something just because I'm, I'm always in the game to see better bat reps. So, you know. Let's see if that let's see if that idea goes anywhere. It's called Switcher Studio. Yeah, we tested this out, but we did not film a bat rep, so don't ask. Yeah, sounds like a pretty good way to stalk your ex too. If you're fucking doing that, uh, you got a you got a <laughs> <laughs> different camera angle. Pulling an Aaron Andrews slide with the keyhole of someone's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's that. So that's enough for introduction to hobby progress. Uh, what's next on the list? The Toys for Tots Army. So let's go ahead and talk about this, guys. So we have we work with Powerful Jamie, and Powerful Jamie, what he does is he gets painters from all over the nation to get together and paint these beautiful, beautiful armies, right? And, and there are, everything's donated. Everything's donated, and so. All these armies, like all these different models, everything like that, they all get donated. Jamie meticulously, you know, gets all these models. I think Ryan, do you build the list for these, or who builds the list? Like, um, I do sometimes, or maybe he does, or somebody else will build it and he'll run it by me, or they'll write it themselves, or whatever. But I, I've written several of the lists in the past. Yeah. So, so Jamie gets all these models in, gets lists, packages all these models together to, to form an army, and then 
sends them off to professional painters to get sent off. And I know the logistics don't sound incredibly hard, but if you even like just deal with like stuff like that, like that, it's it's already like it's like hurting cats dealing with people now. Like if we don't do that, so I can only imagine like this is a lot of work. So Jamie gets those armies, gets them sent off, gets them professionally painted, gets them back, and then what he does is he posts these armies that were beautifully painted. He posts them. Well, he takes all the photos, makes sure they look nice for photos, yes, and then he yeah. posts it. Takes beautiful photos for them, unpacks everything, and then he posts these armies on eBay, sells them on eBay, and takes none of the profits. He donates 100% of all of the profits gained from these armies being sold. From start to finish, he took care of everything, and he donates it to Toys for Tots. And if you're not familiar with Toys for Tots, Toys for Tots is the... Uh, is a charity that the Marines run that they use the money that they gain, they use the toys that they get to buy, like I guess, like presents. And this could be presents for like you know toys, but it also could be like you know jackets and things that children need. They buy these for children who are underprivileged for Christmas, so kids will have these you know presents under the tree. It's a pretty big thing in America that we have. Uh, it, you can look up Toys for Tots. You usually see like a Marine with his white gloves, like you know, taking a child's uh, list from Santa. It's pretty crazy. It's a it's it's a very very good charity. Um, so why are we telling you about this? Well, the reason why is this coming up week. Uh, that'll be the week of the fifteenth. Starting, uh, we're gonna have two armies that are gonna go up for sale. Uh, the first one is going to be an Age of Sigmar uh, army. So if you're into Age of Sigmar, you're looking for a beautifully painted army, that one is going up. I really couldn't tell you what the models are, uh, but we I think will... it's Vampire Counts, but yeah, that's all I, I know. Tell you. It's like um, oh. it's uh, like all the Crypt Ghouls and Crypt Horrors and Vargles, the big, uh, big fucking giant skeleton battling. They're actually pretty cool models. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know Age of Sigmar from a fucking hole in the ground, but... The models are pretty pretty dope, and the definitely uh, I mean, shit painted well. Yeah, yeah. Just looking at the pictures, guys. We'll, we'll definitely post up the eBay link so you can actually look at the pictures and things like that. And if there's some <clears> angles <throat> that Jamie doesn't have on there, we'll post additional angles for the pictures that we got. Uh, looking at the models themselves, they're gorgeously. I mean, they're beautifully painted. I mean, they're they're gorgeous models. Uh, obviously, uh, obviously, you know the the good work got done on them. Uh, just, just not knowing much about Age of Sigmar, unfortunately, I don't, I don't, couldn't tell you right now what they are, but that's, as you heard from Scott, they're vampires. They animals. were, uh, most of them were, were plastic newer kits, so they're nicer, like, they were, I think they were, a lot of those were kits that were coming out during the End Times books, so they're, like, the nicer end of the kits when fantasy still have, like, a more of an old world aesthetic, Yeah. so yeah. if that's your thing. You know, this is a really good gift. Like, like Scott said, it's all the ghoul-themed units. So it's like the the hunched-over ghoul guys, and then the yeah. bigger ones that are like the ogre-sized ghouls, and then the vargulves, and then the ogre, or then the the ghoul king guy riding the big skeletal dragon thing. I think is in there. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's all the ghoul-themed units. 
So if I don't like 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 we just don't know anything about Age of Sigmar. <laughs> so sorry. People who would be interested in the army are going to know what it is. They're big as fuck. I'm, they got to be good. You can't be that big and not be fucking good. Like <laughs> I mean, they're cool. I mean, shit, if you, huge. If you like, play, got to do like... something cool. With shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you put it on the board and you roll a dice and it's like punch yourself in the dick D three this many times for <laughs> fucking playing this. So. Good to have good rule. So yeah, if you're one of our Age of Sigmar listeners, you've been looking for a new army, uh, go check that out on eBay. We'll, we'll have it on our Facebook page, Radio Free Estevan. Uh, we will have the post up. Once the eBay link goes live, we'll post that up. You can go check it out, and you'll get an idea of what you're looking at. Uh, it all goes he used for to post them cause. for 10 days, too. Yeah. They're usually up for 10 days. Yeah, it's usually a 10-day post. Uh, the second army that's going up this week, this is one that we can talk about, because this, this is the one I understand. Is a uh, is an Iron Warriors 30k army. Uh, another beautifully painted army. Uh, looks like it's uh, two Vindicators, uh, both gorgeous. Uh, you've got a Typhon. You've got That's a good looking Typhon. Yeah, it's a beautiful Typhon. Land Raider, uh, just your normal your normal Land Raider. You've got Perturabo. You've got two Rhinos, both with huge Dozer blades with like massive uh, uh, like massive Chevron. chevrons on there. Just looking, looking fantastic. They've got the full like Forge World upgrade kits, and then they've also got Pop Goes the Monkey upgrade kits as well on both the vehicles and the uh, uh, and the shoulder pads. Uh, you've got two units of just normal tactical squads, both painted differently, uh, both with with markings on their shoulders. Uh, it looks like yeah, these actually. I think a lot of the a lot of the uh, the insignia. Was donated by Pop Goes the Monkey, if I remember correctly, on this on this army. Yeah. So, yep. fantastic. So yeah, a lot of the shoulder pads are going to be the Ray shoulder pads from Pop Goes the Monkey that actually go over the original shoulder pads. So they're all Rays. I mean, not that it really matters because you're not going to be putting de- putting decals on them or anything like that because you know they're already painted. So good for you. Good on you. Uh, but. Yeah, two tactical squads. There's a uh, a heavy support squad of auto cannons. Is it Iron Havocs? Uh, Iron Havocs. You're right. You're right. I guess I guess it would be Iron Havocs with auto cannons. Yep. Uh, you've got a three man Phosphex quad mortar squad. Um, then you've got uh, a full uh, what looks to be, I guess a ten man. Yeah. Ten man Cataphracty Terminator armor, Iron Warrior squad. And then on top of that, you have a five-man uh, Tyrants. tyrant squad. You've got the limited edition Praetor Tribunal. And and I think I already mentioned Perturabo, but Perturabo is also there. All is beautiful painted, guys. Uh, we will have a link posted up whenever it's all said and done. And we'll, we'll get that out to you. That way you can go see it for yourself. Special thanks to Brian. I know he painted a lot of that army. So, Brian, you're awesome. He does it every year. He gets voluntold by Jamie to do it. He always does it every year. He's a fucking trooper. Powerful, powerful, Brian. Mm. All right, so that's that. Uh, anything else you want to say on that army? Anybody? Scott, did you see this army? How do you feel about it as yeah, an man. player? I think it's great, man. I saw I saw a lot of the, well, I saw all the pictures of it. And it looks fantastic, and I mean, it's not like. It's not like someone just put out a product to be like, hey, this will look good from a distance so I can take pictures of it and, you know, we can get an auction number at a certain spot. If you really zoom in and look at those miniatures, especially those heavy support guys, you can really see all the 
all the hard work and attention to detail the the painter put in and i know jamie uh big bad bull he he painted some of those tanks as well that are in that army so it's a very cool thing that they do man it's it's like suspiciously nice because i'm such a cynical <laughs> piece of shit that i fucking can't trust anything that's this nice i'm like why is he so nice what are you making up what are you hiding jamie what the fuck are you hiding that's what i let me see your taxes <laughs> there's some skeletons in yeah that I would say you have honestly, like seizures, and then when you wake up and there's been a tsunami in Sri Lanka, and it was actually your fault, you fucking <laughs> feel guilty. So now this is how you're making up for it. What it's are your mega level mutant? Oh, I need to know. <laughs> yeah, dude, high level mutant. <laughs> if you guys, I would honestly say, like, if you want any indication on how well this army's put together, just go look at the Typhon tracks, and it'll fucking answer all your questions. Like this, those yeah, Typhon tracks fantastic. are perfect. <laughs> It really looks good. So if you're, if you're, an, especially if you're a new player and you've been listening to the episodes that we've been putting out recently, or you just kind of found us, this would be a really good army to put a bid on on because you can, you can make that fucker sing too. There's a lot of really good options in there, and it's gonna look great on the tabletop, and it fits their fluff perfectly. Big anything that has a gigantic gaping cannon from hell, that's Iron Warriors all all day long. So. Screams Iron Warriors. Absolutely, man. All right. So that's Toys for Tots, guys. Once again, go check out our Facebook page, Radio Free Istvan, and we will uh, post those up. Uh, so what's next on the agenda here? Uh, the rule books giveaway. So here's the thing, guys. Ryan bought an insane amount of rule books for his gaming club and everything like that. And because we have such awesome Patreon supporters, uh, we were able to pick up a rule book for a giveaway. We're just going to give a rule book away. And so we'll post more information on the Facebook page on the actual post on how to do it. But if you're listening right now, it's probably already up. Let me explain how it's going to work. So we're going to have a post on our Facebook page that is for new players who are starting the heresy okay all you have to do is go to that facebook post and all you have to do is say hey i'm starting the heresy because all you have to do is explain why you're planning on getting into the heresy so if you're a new player listening to this episode and you're getting into the heresy this is perfect for you because we're giving you a rule book possibly you have a chance of winning a rule book so, yep. Just post like what what got you in, uh, why you want to start it, maybe what army you want to play, just whatever, just thoughts, and we'll read uh, we'll read them out like the good ones. We'll read them out on the show, just cool, and you know, just because we think it's cool. And then also we're hoping to maybe see how people got in and why they're getting in. Will give us a good idea of what to tell other people on recruiting recruiting new players to grow the community. So that's kind of the idea behind it. Yeah, guys, if y'all want to get crazy with it and maybe, like, film a little mini YouTube video explaining, I don't know, <laughs> feel free to. Yeah, whatever all, you want to do. Pretty free form. Yeah, just just get wild. If you want to tell us, all you have to do is just respond under that Facebook post. Go ahead and plug your comment in there. Go ahead and plug your story. Uh, make it heartstring pulling. Whatever you got to do, just stick it in there. And, you know, if you say, I want to play Heresy because my best bud Derek plays Heresy, boom, that's all we need. You're entered, but you know, and, no do want some, and you know what? Cool you know stuff. what? I'm gonna get crazy. I'm gonna sweeten the pot. I'm sweeten the pot. So, oh, oh, the, pot. the rule book, 
the rule book, just for starting heresy and being awesome, we're just going to randomly select, like if you post, we're going to randomly select somebody to win the rule book. I'll give away something else. My favorite one, I'm going to pick my favorite one of whatever response, and you're going to get a prize. I don't know what the prize is going to be yet. I'll dig around in my giant box of just crazy fucking models I own, which Scott will tell you. That's a I have big a box. giant box of just unbuilt shit, just fucking pulled, who knows. He's pulled some wild shit. Or Vindicators. There's an Achilles in there. I don't know. I'll get crazy with it. You know, it depends on how much I like it. I got fucking Forge World Knights. Fuck, I may just go totally batshit crazy and just mail you, you know, a $100 model. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Just we don't know what the, the more he likes it, don't the more he reaches into that box. Yep. So uh, fucking do a good job on it, and we'll send you something cool. Absolutely, guys. The, the more work you put into this, the better your chances are of getting something out of it. So... Go check our Facebook page right now. By the time you hear this, the post will probably already be up and start writing your little story, your little novella to to the reason why you're starting and picking up the heresy. What happened in your life that made you say, you know what, I'm going to start playing the heresy. And I, I honestly, I feel like the first person that's like, I started playing it because I like Radio for Istvan. I'm just going to like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to tear up a little bit. You know, <laughs> like, so, oh. Don't give him ideas. Now you're just fucking <laughs> telling him what's right. My dad used to play heresy. <laughs> before he, before the cancer. Oh, this episode's getting sad. <laughs> For real. Oh, God. I can't handle it. Yeah. Pull the heartstrings, people. Play the hearts. We got him. We, it might be cold in Indiana, but Ryan stays warm the whole time because that big old heart he's got. All right. So just to recap. So every entry has a chance of winning, no matter how much we like the entry. Yes, no matter how much we like the entry, you know, so, even if it like it'll just be a random number pool. I want to play heresy because heresy is cool. Yeah, yeah. that'll work. That yeah, can win you the rule book, but not my prize. My prize, I get to fucking select the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So the Ryan's pick is the one that you like. That's the, the the rule book's cool, but the Ryan pick, man, I don't know. You might get an additional rule book with your <laughs> with like, with like we don't know. And that's the thing. Before we do the random, we're going to do the Ryan's pick. So the the person who gets the Ryan's pick also has a chance of getting the rule book. You may get fucking both. Uh, you can't win. You can't lose, guys. You can't lose. <laughs> I mean, hands down. So go check that out. We're going to give away a rule book. It's well, something you we planned. If I don't pick you yeah, yeah, the random yeah, person, you, you fucking lose, Michael. You, I mean, no, no, you can't. I, I don't know if we can say that you can't lose. <laughs> I don't know. Legally, <laughs> I don't know if we can I'm say. I'm not the person to ask, but... <laughs> You, you might not win what we're giving away, but you're still a winner in our hearts. Exactly. I'm not a rock veterinarian, but I'm pretty sure that there's losers involved when only two people win. Out. He doesn't shoot monkeys into space, but but he knows a thing or two about heresy. So anyway, guys, go go enter, go put it in. We'll get yourself some chances on that. Uh, we'll definitely be. Uh, I think what we're drawing for that next episode, we're going to wait two episodes. How are we going to do this? You can come up with the time limit posted when you post the Facebook post. Okay. You'll see. Go check out the Facebook post. We'll set, we'll show when we're going to draw for everything. So Yeah, all the info will be right there. All the info will be right there. You're hearing about it here first, though. Unless you saw it before you listened to this, in which case you heard it there first. Yeah, you jerk. So. Yeah. Anyway. So now that we got that announced... We have voicemails. I'm super excited about voicemails. Oh, I missed voicemails the most. Like we've been doing, like we've been, like I feel like 
if this podcast had to do grown-up stuff, that's what we did the last two episodes. We were just doing a bunch of grown-up stuff. And now we get to get back to our roots, get back to the voicemails, get back to listen to what the people say. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you're a new listener. Grab ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we, we paid our bills with our paycheck. Now we get to buy like vodka and Nerf guns. Exactly. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, guys, we have a phone number. It's on our Facebook page. It's 209-RFI-30K-0. You can leave us a voicemail. It'll come straight to us. We play it every episode. Uh, and, 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 I mean, it's pretty awesome. We also have our email addresses, michael at warhammer30k.com, ryan at warhammer30k.com, Derek at warhammer30k.com, and scott at warhammer30k.com. If you want to send us a voicemail because you're hey, international. Hey, Emily, you want your email address randomly given on the internet? No, I don't want dick pics. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So send them to me. If, I'll take them. I'll show them to her. Yeah, guys, start sending Ryan at Warmer30k.com <laughs> your dick pics so that he can show Emily. So just go start forwarding those immediately. Uh, we'll wait. <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Michael Photoshop him first. He can put my beard on him. Do all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> So like little like propeller beanie hat. Yeah, to make them all. I'm put googly eyes on all of them. I'm gonna show them to Derek like a lineup and say, "Was this the one that gave you pneumonia? Was this the one that gave you pneumonia?" I don't know. It, it was dark. Put some glow in the dark body paint on it. I'm, I might recommend. Oh, okay, it. cool. A little bit of glitter. I don't know. Put it under some black glitter. Light. Let me I'm take this Molly, and I'll tell you what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was after Halloween, so God only knows where that dick went or came from. I don't know what happened. I, all I remember was being asked if I like candy corn, and then there was a dick in my mouth. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> so, guys, if you're an international listener and you don't feel like spending, uh, you know, the international toll to get your phone uh, to get your call across the uh, Atlantic Ocean, there. Uh, you can always just record your voicemail and send us an email to any of our emails or dick pics uh, to any of our emails, and we'll go ahead and uh, play whatever voicemail you send us. Especially when you get to the longer voicemails, if you have like a long story you want to tell us, which we do have a lot of long stories that do come through, uh, definitely let us uh, definitely just pop that into a vo- into an email, send it to us, and we'll play it. So, anyway, speaking of long voicemails. Uh, powerful John actually recorded his own long voicemail for us titled Ball Story. Oh, yeah. We got a ball story. So, guys, if you remember, before we kind of went on this, uh, started doing our adult stuff and, you know, didn't have a chance to play voicemails or anything like that, uh, we definitely were on this kick of uh, testicular damage. Uh, we had, like, a number of voicemails that came through that were that were basically ball stories. Hard to hear. Yeah, t- definitely some some uh, some chair wiggling heroin after each one. Very of those. heroin. Yeah. <laughs> I could I I would honestly say every single one of us on the show adjusted our seat position <laughs> one or two times during the episode, <laughs> like it was... bone chilling and nut shrinking terror. <laughs> so let's go and hear this voicemail. Let's get, let's see what's going on here. This comes from powerful Jean Carlo. Uh, throughout my entire uh, young school days. 
we were already out of uh, high school, uh, in college and stuff at the time. Uh, there's my buddy Eric, and I don't really give a shit because he'll never hear this. But um, <laughs> so that's why I said his name. But anyways, Eric uh, was going to, uh, I believe it was Fullerton College at the time, Fullerton University in uh, California, and uh, he was, uh, I believe he was pledging for a fraternity at the time, and so he. I guess he'd been, uh, you know, forced to drink, you know, quite a bit. And then there was some sort of a beatdown that was supposed to happen. And uh, at one point, like, he got the upper hand on this one guy who was trying to, like, wrestle him or whatever. And uh, Eric, I guess, thought that he was, like, some sort of a, like, you know, WWF wrestler and jumped up into the air. And, of course, the guy who's on the ground, his first reaction is to, like, kind of, like, you know, fetal up in a way, like cover himself, and he put his knee out, uh, up, you know, while he's laying on his back, he put his knee up, uh, to kind of protect himself from Eric who's about to land on him, and Eric landed straight on this guy's knee, all to knee, and I guess it was like, just brutally, you know, painful, it made him like heal over, he threw up, it got so bad that they ended up having to take him to the hospital. This is when we found out about it because we thought, you know, I live kind of far away from that area and I get here like, oh shit, Eric's been taken to the hospital. Uh, supposedly it's like some sort of a ball injury. And so we ended up rushing over there to see how he was doing. He's a pretty good friend of ours. Normally, you know, you probably don't give a shit to go visit the bed and got a, you know, ball injury. But something like this is something that you gotta, you gotta see. <laughs> so we head over there, and at this point, it had swollen up, like, uh, it was, uh, you, you can't describe it, like, it was just this solid black fucking ball under his cock, it was the size of a fucking, like, like a melon, like, jet fucking black, and he was in so much fucking pain, and he had just told us that, that he had a nurse go in there earlier, even though he was in this much fucking pain, you know, <laughs> the nurse had to slap some of that ultrasound gel on him, and I guess that even, like, it said, well, it kind of felt good, and I got a hard on. She was losing really cute. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. But, um, so, the, the funny thing is that, like, normally, you know, you, you try to shy away from, like, wanting to look at the region or whatever, but, like, the five of us that went there were just like, dude, we gotta see this drop trout. We gotta fucking see what the hell's going on. Gotta get a look at these warlocks. And, like, yeah, I'm not shitting you. It was, like, the size of a, like, uh, uh, trying to, I don't really eat melons, but, like, the size, it was bigger than a grapefruit. That's how big his fucking oh, balls swelled up. And they were jet fucking black, like, just bruised up, full of blood or whatever. And he said that the most, like, most intense pain he felt, though, was, like, when he had to go take a shit and he sat in the toilet, the amount of weight pulling on his fucking sack was so immense that it was so painful for him to shit. And, to top it off, the balls would fucking kind of, like, just barely float, like, over on the water. And so, like, he's shitting... And his balls are kind of like Aww. dipping into the fucking toilet. And he said it was no. worse. It was like, he said that it felt like somebody had kicked him in the balls for about three weeks. That's what it felt like. <laughs> Eventually, the color came back. Um, but the 
the item that he would uh, whip out and like you know <laughs> slap on your windshield when you guys were ready to like take off to go on a night of drinking. You know, like I'm getting ready to. You know, we're, we're, we got the boys getting ready to go, and next thing I know, these giant fucking testicles are on my windshield, and he's like slapping them on there. Or he would uh, ask girls, like, this, you know, in the time when, like, sexual harassment wasn't that big of a deal, I guess. But, like, we'd be at, like, a bar, and he'd just look over to like, I got the biggest balls you've ever seen. And they'd be like, what? No way. And he'd whip his fucking enormous fucking balls out. Yeah, it was right. like putting two fists he's together. Worn out That's sack. what, you know, it kind of, like look like almost out they, you know <laughs> it, they didn't shrink all the way back to normal size there's still so much extra sack around him and shit that it just looked like he had it did it just didn't look normal and so from then on he was just you know the big huge ball guy whipping him out everywhere whenever he got a chance i haven't talked to him in like 20 years hopefully he's uh, matured a little bit and he stopped whipping it out for people but um Nah, you don't. I'm glad that that never happened to me. Better him than me. Holy shit, they were fucking just disgusting to look at. <laughs> Anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. Maybe I'll send a uh, a hockey one. I got a couple of hockey uh, injuries too that were pretty funny. I used to play hockey. I know it doesn't sound like something that somebody from Los Angeles would do, but uh, it was a small hockey community there, and I was one of the only Hispanic people that played. Anyways, talk to you guys later. Enjoy. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I guess I never really thought that you know once you get blown out like that, you got a windsock from that point on. <laughs> you just you don't get to wear shorts anymore. <laughs> like, you look like Johnny Knoxville from the when he played the old the older guy from the old the oh, Jackass yeah, three or whatever. <laughs> you just hang out, hang out the bottom of your shorts, <laughs> hang out the bottom of your jeans. <laughs> god bless it, man. God bless it. I don't. That's oh, uh, so bad. Oh, <laughs> He's like he would show him off as you do. <laughs> <laughs> he would just you know show the sack to strangers. Be like, hey, check this out. You ever seen anything like that before? <laughs> or else he also got. Oh, okay. So just reading the top of this. So. So if y'all remember correctly, a few weeks ago. People were going ape shit in the fact that you couldn't pump your own gas in Oregon, right? Yeah, yep. So we got a we got, got a, a gas story. We got a gas story. Yeah. Yes. Great. <laughs> All of our Before you hit play on that, I'd like to point out that this gave me so much joy. I brought this to Michael and uh, Jamie's attention and Scott's attention. It was like when I first discovered that flat earthers were real for the first time. It literally entertained me for a full day and a half. I just like <laughs> set just read Facebook. It was the best thing that happened like, to me that thank week. You. Thank you, God. Yeah, thanks, Internet. You are up there. <laughs> getting gas. So good. I loved I loved the sincere ladies in their thirties and forties that were like like trying to convince the rest of the world how dangerous it was to pump your own gas transients, there was everything from transients to i can't leave my kids in the car while i'm standing right on the other side of the fucking door looking in at the car at my kids for two minutes while i pump gas the, that was good um that it was cold uh that there was cooties on the gas pump um that uh People can't be trained to pump gas. Like some people just aren't intelligent enough to pump gas. Like there were so many good ones. 
It was really good. If you're, uh, if you're not intelligent <laughs> enough to pump gas, you probably should not be driving that thing that requires gas. And then the best was when I shared it on my personal Facebook, and, and because I'm friends with like a bunch of people from the UK on Facebook, like Ben Porter and Dan Porter and Alistair and all those guys, and a bunch of Australians, to get everybody that's not from the U.S.'s like comments, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> like, do you still have those guys in the bathroom, like, that hand you fucking paper towels and shit when you, like, do you guys have dudes in elevators that still push buttons for you, like, in movies from the 1940s? Is that still a thing? <laughs> Dude, like, how embarrassing, like, was it, like, the first time you go to the U.K. and you have to explain to everybody why we're not allowed to have Kinder, Kinder eggs? eggs. Yeah. And then now all your U.K. friends are like, oh, y'all can't even pump y'all's own gas? <laughs> like, like, all right, we got we to gotta be careful around our American friends. <laughs> like, America, uh, America is so easy. I went over there that our mainstream media in the U.S. is so bad and they are always trying to push an agenda and stir up bullshit so they make a fucking mountain out of a molehill of everything but i don't think they realize that they're sabotaging themselves because it just makes america as a whole look fucking retarded because they make (laughs) like they blow everything out of proportion it's just it's ridiculous like do you not understand that when you do that that people from the like that don't live here and realize that it's not really the apocalypse you know like because we know because we live here so we know that it's bullshit but other people don't so it's like well, re- Americans' reputation's in the toilet. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably because of all the bullshit you spread every day on what's supposedly mainstream media. But anyway, that's a different thing. So our, go ahead. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the uh, our, our listeners in in uh, Oregon that they have to cope with pumping their own gas. <laughs> I'm sure they figured it out. Let's see, let's see what's going on here. Hey, guys. It's Seth. I'm a long-time listener. Um, so... I promised Michael I'd leave the story of growing up in Oregon where you cannot pump your own gas. So I'm not good at telling stories, but I'll give it a shot. So I grew up in Oregon. Like I said, can't pump your own gas. Fast forward to 20 plus years later, me and my friends decide to take a long road trip to Northern California. We get to California. We do our stuff. Fast forward. We need gas. We pull up to a gas station. We pull up. We look at the attendant sitting there to come fill up our car. He looks in the win- we looked in the window at him. He looks out the window at us. We shrug at him. He shrugs back at us. <laughs> we point back to the back of the car at the gas cap, and he points right back at us. <laughs> Sit there and try to figure out what this idiot is talking about. We cannot figure it out. And Then we look up and realize that there's a sign there that says, self-serve. He didn't know what to do, but... <laughs> We just so then fast forward and if you've ever seen the movie 2001, you know the scene of a bunch of the apes and the obelisk <laughs> standing around trying to figure out what to do. I think you know where this went. Oh my god! Four guys standing there trying to figure out what to do with this thing and how we would pump our own damn gas. It took many many moments. <laughs> I think a lot of brain cells were killed that day. But eventually, we managed to figure it out, and we managed to get home back to Oregon. And to this day, I still try to avoid pumping my own gas, but that's because I live in Boston, and I try to stay inside my car. But thank you very much, guys. Keep up the good show. Talk to you later. Bye. 
That was great storytelling. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was the best storytelling. That's <laughs> uh, so good. I, the funny thing was, like, everybody and their brother was posting the gas fight meme from fucking Zoolander. Oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Love Zoolander. Oh. Let me see here. We also have a... Hold on. Hold on. Iron Hand Will story. Nobody we got a Will story? Yeah, man. He sent us a whole bunch of them, and we just couldn't get to all of them. There we go. Let's see here. I got to meet him in person in Dallas. He's a cool dude. Yeah, we got to hang out with uh, Iron Hands Will in Dallas. Pretty cool dude. Pretty I just wish cool. he wasn't like six hours away. <laughs> so we can hang out with him all the time. So this comes from Iron Hand Will. He says, the moral of this story is Batman. No, this is not a case I was involved in. Okay, uh, Iron Hands Will is a, uh, for one, he's an Iron Hand player. But also, he's a like insurance adjuster. And like he like deals with insurance claims all day. <laughs> like it's, it's that, wild that's his life i guess so he says this is not a case in which i was involved investigating either directly or indirectly so i provide the story exactly as it provided to me so the customer told me that he was leaving work he noticed a large dent on the top of his trunk he described his guess of what caused it like this there weren't any trees nearby so the so using the powers of deduction i came to the conclusion that batman landed on my car trying to stop a robbery I hadn't seen the bat signal go off the entire day, so I realized the improbability of such an occurrence. I'm aware of how ridiculous this sounds, but it's the only way logical explanation I could come up with. Being that I can't get in contact with Batman for insurance purposes, I'm following a claim. I just want my trunk fixed. Thank you. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> he says, bonus story. A customer called in to add his triplets to the policy, all of which just obtained their license. After I provided the significantly higher premium, the line went quiet. Sir, I said, to see if he was still on the line. In response, he sighed so deeply and said, Sorry, I'm just coming to terms with my life decisions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Only one of y'all gets to drive, and y'all are all Alex. <laughs> <laughs> y'all all carry this one driver's license. You got to share. <laughs> Oh, uh, you want another one? I got another Iron Hands Will story. Or Hell should yeah. we move on? We probably it's. I we'll save it next episode. Okay, okay, fair enough. Send, we, send it to me. Send it to me. We got more Iron Hands Will story, guys. Uh, if guys, once again, if y'all have any stories you want to share with us, RFI two oh nine RFI thirty K zero. That's our voicemail line, and you can send us an email. Uh, to michaelwarmer30k.com, ryanwarmer30k.com, scottwarmer30k.com, or derekwarmer30k.com, and uh, we'll go ahead and play them. Uh, so that's going to be it for voicemails. Uh, now we have some shout-outs for events that we need to go over. So let me pull those up. Uh, the first one is from Powerful Ryan Bridges, one of the fancy painters from the, uh, from the Toys for Tots. Yeah, painted those dark angels right or maybe he just had think so pretty sure seth in our uh patron chat is painted before too so let us see here oh damn i just pass it up oh by the way guys on the toys for tot stuff if you guys want to donate cash to buy things or donate 
models or donate painting time, uh, contact us and we'll put you in contact with Jamie. So if you're into that thing. Or you can email Jamie at jamie at warhammer30k.com and he'll take care of you. Yes. You can do that too. J-A-M-E. Yeah, J-A-M-E at warhammer30k.com. <clears throat> if you want to help out in any way. Uh, so this comes from Ryan. He says, this titled Maryland 30K Inaugural Event Event Summary. He says, good day, you beautiful heresy people. I wanted to send a line in to thank you for the plug you did for my Maryland 30K event that we held on December 9th uh, in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Within a couple of days of you doing the event shout-out, I had three or four more players sign up for the event, including some cool dudes from Pennsylvania who ended up making the trip down and represented PA 30K admirably. In total, I got 16 players to show up, which was a fantastic showing for our first event. We played three games at 1850 points per player set in a narrative backdrop of the Carthage system. The results of the event will carry on to the fluff and narrative event on the next event that we run. There were some really high-level armies that showed up, and even our new players had some really good-looking armies. I was a fully painted. It was a fully painted event, and I know several of our players worked hard in the months before to get a fully painted force. For some, it was their first. In time for the event, I am proud to continue the tradition of fully painted is for closers. At the end of the day, the traders had won from a points perspective, but had been isolated to one tile of the campaign map as the loyalists were able to make a last-minute push and seize the surrounding territories. This set us up for a, our next event, where the traders are besieged in a planetary capital by surrounding loyalist forces. The traders will need to resort to all of their dirty tricks in order to break free from the capital and continue the Warmaster's fight. I'm interested in seeing that, Matt. Uh, I have attached pictures of all the armies that were at the event as well as pictures of our tables. I was lucky enough to have Mark and Jake from the Grand Legion bring out some of their fantastic terrain for the event, which really escalated the level of the tables. I've seen the Grand Legion's terrain, and yeah, they do it right. They do it right. Yep. Very nice. They do Provided a really good job. People. Mark Raleigh's a hell of a painter. Yeah, yeah. I think I donated to that to that terrain at some point. I remember they did that Kickstarter on it. Uh, uh, me and Jamie did, too. Um, I'm actually taking Mark's weathering class at Adepticon, so I'm looking forward to that. It should be cool. So sweet, yeah. His terrain is definitely worth playing on. Uh, so very cool that he uses it on multiple events. Our next event will be on the 14th of April, and will be a doubles event. Three games, uh, 1,500 points per player, 3,000 points a team. Anyone interested in attending can join the Maryland 30K page and check out the event. Thank you for the shout-out and for helping to grow the 30K community on the East Coast. Maryland 30K has grown to almost 100 members in about six months. Holy fuck. And represents players from Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and New Jersey off the top of my head. Keep doing your final Because here's he's dying, folks. Anyway, And happy new year. Ryan Bridges. My goodness man that's a massive community that's a huge community and i'm definitely they're doing it right at the east coast i'm looking at all these pictures oh my goodness there's some great pictures in here and i will post all these pictures up on the facebook page got 15 pictures of some fully painted armies from the event they all look fucking great man these are some hot armies so very cool maryland 30k man getting getting hot and spicy over there love it so, next shout-out that we're going to be doing is going to be Powerful Shane. He says, Hey, cunts. Was wondering if you wouldn't mind shouting out my local club's first 30K event this year. It's called Betrayer 2018 Part 1. 
We ran it last year and had a pretty decent turnout, but we are hoping with a little help from you fuckers and a couple other podcasts, we can get a bunch of dudes hard in a room together. <laughs> For heresy, of course. <laughs> we plan on doing four events this year in our narrative escalation style event. Can you help us find other hard for heresy guys and gals in the pennsylvania area here's a link to the event and so he actually sent the link on the event and once again we'll get this post up to the facebook page uh, but if you look up betrayer 2018 part one in facebook uh it's going to be saturday march 3rd at 12 p.m uh it's going to be at the adventurers guild in harrisburg pennsylvania and it looks like there's eight people definitely going there's 14 interested and it looks like it's been shared a few times, but uh, definitely go check that out. Is Eric Ness one of them? I, I think him and Eric Ness and uh, uh, Shane, they're both from Pennsylvania, obviously. And uh, they've they've called in with uh, voicemails a couple times. I I don't see Eric in here. I know, I know who Eric is, uh, but yeah. I do see Evan, Evan from the uh, Patreons in there. So okay. Mark Henry, Mark Henry's there as well. And then a uh, David, cool, powerful David. So, but I don't see Eric. Where you at Eric? So very cool, dude. Very cool. looks Real like, quick, uh, speaking Ryan of Shane, <laughs> speaking of Shane, my wife got a, a t-shirt in the mail. Won't you tell him about your t-shirt? Yeah. So the other day I came home from work and Ryan always gets the mail, uh, before I get home from work and leaves it on the kitchen counter. So, I walked in the door and like immediately I see a package. Every time I get a package in the mail, it's like Christmas morning. So I walked in and was like, ooh, package. What is this? So I was looking at it and like, it's addressed to me, but I don't remember ordering anything. So like I knew the company. So I was like, Ryan, did you order me a t-shirt? Like, no. I'm like, well, why do I have a t-shirt? Because they have t-shirts yeah. at that company. So I opened it up. And I get like this fantastic T-shirt <laughs> that says "I beat Ryan at ziplining." I was like, "No way!" I'm going to wear this all the time. It's going to get worn out so fast. And then on the back it says, "That's what I'm awesome." So, I'm super excited to have this. Show. Yeah. So if you guys don't remember, a couple episodes back we talked about when we went ziplining on with using the gift certificate that Scott got us for my birthday, and the last zipline on the thing is a side by side, and you get to race. And she was complaining about never being able to beat me in anything, and she beat me in this zipline race. And she literally walked, around, told every every stranger, every member of my family. We went to Christmas. It was around Christmas time, so she's telling everybody. Or it was New Year's. She was telling everybody at the New Year's party about how she beat me in zip lining and all that. And we joked about it on the show and then Shane heard it and sent her a shirt. <laughs> was it even close, Emily? Like or did you like destroy him? Was it like a It was it was pretty close, I'll be honest, but I did beat him. <laughs> She's like, Yeah, but I I did shit all over him. Why would you feel bad about it? Whether by an inch or by a mile. <laughs> I don't feel bad gloating about it because you can tell everyone the story about you made me cry. Oh, oh, here we go. Magic cards. <laughs> what happened? Hold on. I beat her so bad in magic that she made me cry. Well, I just built a new deck and I'm like, hey, Ryan, I've just built this deck. Let's try it out. <laughs> Ryan, we tried it out. Oh. It didn't work. <laughs> 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 okay, well, let me get this one deck. 
and it was like the most powerful deck he had. And I'm like, look, I just want to try it out like against a normal deck, <laughs> not a Ryan deck. <laughs> she got pretty mad. So, yeah, <laughs> Ryan's all, let me go ahead and bust out uh, these elves here. <laughs> <laughs> Full on. I don't know what it was. Weenie deck. <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't so mad. I mean, we're still together. Yeah. We didn't get. Uh, we didn't split up over fucking magic cards. <laughs> I don't know, man. She handles your food. Think about that. <laughs> this is the long. Yeah, time. I don't care. It's worth it. It's like the my name is Earl, where they give him the poison cookies because they're trying to kill him, so she can inherit the money. And he keeps his brother keeps trying to eat the cookies, and he's like, "Quit eating them." Because they're poison, and he's like, "Well, who poison are they?" That's how it would be like. So, <laughs> that's awesome. I just got I got her some uh, magic cards uh, for Christmas. So, uh, here at our game club, they uh, bring their uh, what's that called? Commander. They play that commander with uh, whatever that EDH, is. That's that EDH, new magic man. Yep, they love it. So a lot of our guys they'll play Heresy or play Dark Age or play whatever, and then they'll play Magic afterwards. And um, she was like, I want to play Magic. I haven't played in a long time. So for Christmas, I got her the 2017 EDH deck so she can play with them. Zach shop down here uh, every Tuesday. They hold a Magic draft. And so, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, like for a while there, I was going like every Tuesday. And you're like, you just like pay 15 bucks. You go, uh, you go, you know, go get a few packs or whatever. And you get to play this draft. And, you know, you get cool cards and all that shit. And, but man, for a while there, it was just like every Tuesday, like that was what you did. Got off of work, it was like the best like split up of the week. It's like, hey, it's Tuesday. Let me go, let me go play in this magic draft. It felt so right, and I realized like there's a lot of stores that like have magic drafts like that, where oh, you just yeah. like yep. you just go hang out with like a bunch of nerds and pop packs. Yep. So, but then now now I have to do you know I have other commitments on Tuesday night, so I can't go magic drafting. Shout out to Powerful Crossroads Games. But what can you do? So anyway, on to some uh, some emails, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Questions. Time to some email questions that came in from you guys. Guys, if you want to send us emails, I know we've already shot our emails already. Uh, if, you just, if you have any questions or a list or anything like that, Ryan is very good at going over lists, very good at answering questions. Uh... And so since the last time we've done list until now, I did 21 list. I just counted 21 list. My God. He wow. does not so stop. We're only going to cover three, but I have a pile right here. These are ones that we're not covering today. I don't know if you guys can see. Oh yeah. We see you flipping through. They're tick. That's a tick stack. So this comes from powerful Brett. Brett says, hi there, Ryan. We have chatted a bunch on Facebook messenger. I just bought a calf box after Christmas. I am going to be aiming to be a word bear. I'm going to be aiming to be a word bearer's legion. Okay. Good luck. Uh, I just listened to the podcast about the calf box, and I just wanted to uh, to see if the advice in it still stands. Should I just make two guys with the meltas and two guys with commie meltas, and the rest is bolter dudes, or should I be magnetizing the extra one, extra body with different heavy weapons? I am just starting. In 30k, but I have bought a few things for my plast- for my army in plastic over the last year. Nothing super special, but I'm kind of tight on money right now, and I don't have a lot of extra to be throwing around willy-nilly. 
Uh, thanks for everything you guys do for the community. 30K is not dead. Even if I don't ever get a name here in Calgary, Alberta, I will work on a cool army and maybe one day make it to a tourney or an event. Uh, oh, even if I don't get a game here in Calgary, Alberta. Hey, man, I don't yep. know, Brett. Uh, as far as I understand, it's popping up in Canada right now. And Calgary, if you're in Alberta, in Calgary, Alberta, hit us up so we can get you in contact with Brett and he can show you his word bears that he's working on. But uh, what did you? What advice did you give him as far as how to load out his calf box? Is there any change yeah, with I the told new rulebook? Uh, not really. I told him the advice uh, is still valid, but I said keep in mind um, when we when we put out that episode, that was the consideration was if you were only buying a calf box. You know, like it was like I'm just getting a calf box, and then what do I add? You know, not considering buying anything else outside of it to get to 2,000 points as quick as possible. Um, so I told him ideally, uh, I would build one of the 10 man vet units in the box worth every guy has a combi melta. So you have at least one squad of machine killers that you can throw in a pod or throw in a uh, like a scouting uh, Proteus or. Uh, put in a rhino or something like that to give you a good anti-tank option. It's going to be the best anti-tank option you can build out of that uh, calf box, pretty much, um, uh, outside of like a all 10-man last cannon team or something like that. But the way that those guys are loaded out with bolt pistol, uh, chain sword, and bolter, if you just buy the combi weapon kits, you can make them all, uh, you know, uh, combi melta machine killer vets, which is a good choice. And then I said... Uh, this was a must-own heresy event. Uh, it's one of the few power-armored infantry units that can handle super heavies, so it's, it's always good to have one laying around. Even though you may not, you don't have to put it in every list, but it's just good to have that unit. Um, then I said I would do the other twenty guys uh, with just uh, bolters, and then uh, four of the guys I would put the bolter in just one hand, and then the other arm I would magnetize uh, for power weapons. So you can magnetize just a standard like combat blade. So when you don't want them to have a power weapon, that be a combat blade. Uh, or chainsword or whatever you arm with them on the back. So you could do like chainsword, bolter, and then the holster bolt pistol, but then magnetize that chainsword arm for power weapons. So that way, and then obviously magnetize both arms on your sergeants for multiple loadouts. I said this gives you really f good flexibility going forward. So that way, if you, you could put some power weapons in the unit to run them as uh, weapon masters like Scott likes or whatever. Dig it, man powerful advice i mean and then now you got all the pop goes the monkey bits so you can just you know yep. load up real quick and, and you can run those other you could you can run those 20 bolter guys as either veterans like marksman vets or uh uh weapon master vets or you can just run them as normal tacticals that you buy the uh extra close combat weapon for Sam four powerful advice good advice solid advice anybody else anybody else want to add anything to what you can do with calf box i mean especially you derek i mean you Coming from a calf box, well, mostly Prospero box, but no, I've got a calf box too. Uh, you can do a lot with the dreadnoughts. Uh, just a lot of simple things you can do is like uh, just a couple cuts on the the oh, helmet. Yeah. Uh, just turning the head just a little bit just improves the pose on it just so much. And then uh, I've seen a lot of people where they're just doing a, like little cuts, minor adjustments on like the legs, and, like where they like turn the toe out just a little bit, and it just it, it changes the whole like dynamic of the pose. Because just like stock out of the box, that's probably like the worst. Like, like they did the the most they could with like a easy to put together dreadnought, 
but th there's a lot of little things you can do to make that dreadnought look a lot better. We have it's only I think it. the the legs the legs are only like fifteen bucks from Blood and Skulls to get the poseable legs, and it yeah. massively oh, yeah. improves that model. Yeah, it makes it look more like a Cortis, and those legs are just fantastic. Yeah, we haven't talked about it too much or, or at all, really. But uh, uh, Derek, actually, you picked up the ironclad dreadnought heads, right? Uh, no, the the head was from the uh, the venerable dreadnought. Okay, kit. yeah. So, so, but I think you can use the venerable dreadnought head from Games Workshop, and you'd also use the ironclad heads because ironclad comes with three heads. Like you can, like if you do just a straight cut down on the head and a straight cr cut across. Yeah, like just down from like the back of where the the head meets the uh, the piece behind it on the helmet, uh, you can just get that whole piece out, and there'll be a hole there, but it's fine because the the helmet will kind of fill that hole. It'll make it. It'll give it a little more depth than like the standard position on the the contemptor. And honestly, it doesn't have to be a special dreadnought head. Like just a, like a Mark III helmet, or it's got to be a little bit bigger. It's got to be a full fat. Uh, I mean, even if it's not a little fat, you can still kind of get away with it. Yeah. So it, it looks better if you have like a plastic dreadnought helmet from like one of the plastic kits or just a bulkier head, maybe from some special terminators. Derek replaced like his contemptor head. He put the venerable dreadnought head in it and he has it turned and like you like it's insane how much of a difference that makes. Not only because it's not obviously molded into the back, but because it's turned and it looks like it's a completely separate piece, like it looks like he legitimately has a contemptor that is a like a forge world contemptor like it, it looks great like yeah, it looks just very turning good. the head a little bit will just improve the pose dramatically yeah it's pretty wild man i think i've got some pictures of that i actually uh that contemptor josh de la Rosa has it right now yeah looks good Derek traded a flipper contemptor for a leviathan so yeah oh, I, I lost my flipper <laughs> good trade oh good no trade. flipper <laughs> his name is flipper it's flipper yeah, he hit me up he's like hey do you have like a, a contemptor chain fist i need one for this event in dallas and i'm like i got this one but i'm kind of using it he's <laughs> like i want that dreadnought he like he just he dug that dreadnought i guess like the running pose he's like that's that's a world leader dreadnought if i ever seen it and i'm like he's like i'll trade you a leviathan for that right now i'm like fuck like <laughs> i'm gonna make that trade but dude can i at least like use it first like goddamn but I ended up making another contemptor and that's the one Michael's talking about where I like cut up a plastic contemptor, turn put a helmet in there, turned it a little bit. I used some like extra bits from the the mechanoid leg kit actually comes with two different knee guards. Like two different like shin pieces. One with like the studs in it and one without. Yep. So I use those extra ones to kind of make my own extra set of legs. And it came out really good for like a one day build. Powerful Thomas made that happen. He was adamant about giving you guys two different shins. Powerful blend skulls. Like, he was adamant yep. about giving you all both the options. Yeah, it was a fantastic kit. It, it definitely, if you're going to be rolling that plastic contemptor, look into that kit. It makes it look a little like a little less armored on the back like a Cortis is. I, I just can't plug that kit enough. That's a fantastic kit. Dig it. So, yeah, that's what you can do with the couch box, man. Uh, next question comes in from powerful Bill. Bill says, Ryan, I had a question. You mentioned a beautifully painted Emperor's Children Army by someone named Kieran, who is affiliated with the Eye of Horse podcast. Can you point me in the right direction to see pics of it? Thanks. Love your podcast. No, he's actually put love you podcast and appreciate what you do for the hobby. So we love you too, Bill. 
but <laughs> you're talking about powerful Kieran Douglas. And the fact you yep. spelled Kieran right, I mean, good for you. Nice. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't know. He. Uh, that would, I'd, I'd have to so Kieran. Kieran's not officially involved with Eye of Horus, other than he's also from Australia. Um, not no. going to like purposefully tie him in with Tim and Michael. Uh, who wants to put him in the same boat with those two fucking heathens? But um, anyway, uh, Kieran's fucking awesome, man. He's given me lots of painting advice and stuff in the past. Uh, he's got an Instagram, so people who want to check out his work, his Instagram is uh, Raptor R A P T O R Imperialis I M P E R I A L I S Raptor Imperialis on Instagram. You can check all his work out there. Powerful, powerful Kieran, man. Definitely. And he's definitely. he's been on the show before. If you guys want to hear him, if you go back, I in the show title it says special guest Kieran. Special guest Kieran Douglas. Love it. If you if you ever need some uh some inspiration, go look at his stuff. It's just beautifully painted. And if you're crazy, sorry Kieran, uh if you send him a message, he will more than likely give you some advice. R. I. P. Yep. Kieran's messages. So <laughs> So that's it for questions we got. Now we're on to some list advice. Let's go and see. So this actually this is going to get a list out of it. So this comes from Chris. Chris says, "Hi Ryan, love the podcast. One of you could provide me provide some of your patented list advice. Our gaming club has just got a Zone Mortalis board and we'll be getting some more in the future." Hey, dude, what a, what gaming club is that so we can send people to go play on your Zone Mortalis board? I currently run a Day of Revelation list, almost none of which I can use in Zone Mortalis. I'd like to take the opportunity to make a 1.5 and 2K list using some funky units, not in my main list, like Breachers, Tac Marines, Vets, Tac Support, basically anything without a jump pack. I've never played Zone Mortalis, so I'm not sure what to go with. Thanks for your help, Chris. What? No, I was gonna What's see what going you on? did. Oh, you, you didn't like list? kick it over to me. You just like read the thing and then fucking oh. stared at me dumbly with no with fucking silence. What are we doing here? <laughs> You're the list guy. Outfit. You're the list. The list was to you. You're the list guy. It. You're the list guy. He knows he fucked up. His voice gets real high when he fucks up. You're the list guy. Anyway. <laughs> no. Um. All right. So this is what I did. Um. So I love the Zone Mortalis um, Right of War. Like, if you're going to play Zone Mortalis, this Right of War uh, is one of the better ones. It's it's Zone Mortalis specific. So what I went with uh, for his list is a Praetor. Uh, it's a fifth. Sorry, this is a. Well, it's a fifteen hundred point list. Um, the list right now is sitting at fifteen hundred eighty eight points. So he has twelve points uh, to mess around with if he wants to throw, you know, a melt of bombs or a little a power weapon upgrade or something on something that I didn't, or swap something around. He has a few extra points to mess with. Um, but it's a Praetor with Inferno Pistol, Blade of Perdition, uh, Melt Bombs, Digital Lasers, and Iron Halo. And he has the Right of War Zone Mortalis Assault Force. Um, for troops, I took a 10-man Breacher unit. Uh, 10 guys, two of them have melt guns One of them has a Nuncio Vox. The Sergeant has Artificer Armor and Power Weapon. It's meant to be an axe, but you can run whatever you want. 
Um, and then the entire unit has melt bombs. Uh, the second troop's choice is a 10-man tactical support squad. Um, you only have to take a single troop choice in Zone Mortalis uh, compulsory. So this is a second troop's choice, but it's non-compulsory, but that's still it's legal for Zone. Um, so it's a tactical support squad. Um, it's I didn't put the weapon on it, so what that but it's one of the free weapons so he can run them he's either volkite chargers or flamers his choice after i get through the bottom of the list and we talk about it i'll tell you why you would want to run one or the other or you know the advantages of both basically but this 10-man tactical support squad that either has flamers or volkite chargers his choice uh has the additional close combat weapon bought for them um so they're going to be two attacks base and then the sergeant has artificer armor and power weapon for elites, I have five Terminators in Cataphracty armor. Um, of the five guys, two of them have Lightning Claws, two of them have Chain Fist, and the Sergeant has a Power Fist. Um, four of them, including the Sergeant, have Combi Weapons. It, they're meant to be Plasma, but uh, you could do Meltas or a mix, whatever you wanted to do. And then that fifth guy has an Assault Cannon, because Blood Angels can take Assault Cannons, which is rad. Um, for the second elite choice, it's a apothecary detachment with a single apothecary. That guy has artificer armor, power sword, and augury scanner. He's meant to go with the breachers, um, so you can throw him in there. Uh, he could possibly attach to the tactical support guys, either one, but he's meant to go with the breachers. Uh, for the third elite choice, I have a contemptor cordis. Uh, the cordis is armed with a assault cannon and a dreadnought chain fist with an assault cannon in the palm. So it's full-blown uh, Blood Angels. I just thought that was cool. Uh, for the same points as that assault cannon in the other arm, you could put a melt gun in there, you could put a Graviton gun, you know, if you want to run something different. But I just made it full-blown Blood Angel. Um, and then for fast attack, I have a 10-man unit of Seekers. So it's a full 10-man Seeker unit. Uh, one of the guys has a Nuncio Vox, and the Strike Leader has Artificer Armor and Power Weapon. So what the Zone Mortalis Assault Force does is you have to put, uh, we don't have to, but it gives one Terminator unit in the army, which will be the five Cataphracty Deep Strike, um, which is cool. And then it also gives an ability to Breachers where um, if they're in base-to-base -base contact with each other, they increase their invulnerable save by one, which is pretty good. Um, and I put the Nuncio Vox on them and the Nuncio Vox on the Seekers. So what happens is you'll start those units on the board because you have to, in Zone Mortalis, half your units start in reserve and the other half starts on the board. So this has, oh, I clicked the wrong thing. One, two, three, four, five units. So you're going to start three on the board and put two in reserve. So you're always going to want to put the five Terminators in reserve. And then when they come in from Deep Strike, which is normally really scary in Zone Mortalis, it's not a big deal because with the two Nuncio Voxes, It'll give you a six-inch bubble from every single member of a unit with a Nuncio. It's not from the Nuncio Vox guy himself. It's from every member of the unit that contains a Nuncio Vox. You can measure six inches from. So it gives you a huge area of the board. You can drop those Terminators without scattering. And then you can immediately unload with the four combi plasmas and the assault cannon on the turn that they land. And then you can, you're, ready to, you're ready to be in position to assault uh, afterwards. Um... The big, the full 10-man Breacher Squad, I meant, it's meant to put the Praetor and the Apothecary in there. That'll be a super tough nut to crack. Breachers have hardened armor, 
standard, which means they re-roll armored save against blast and templates. And then the, with their increased and vulnerable save for being a base to base, that'll be really good. And they have uh, all of them have melt bombs, including the Praetor. So if they run into any dreadnoughts or whatever, um, you'll hopefully be able to make a bunch of those four up invol saves in close combat with your. Uh, it's only five up, but it goes to four up because of the zone mortalis thing. Um, it'll hopefully uh, keep you alive so that you have a lot of chances to clamp those melt bombs on. Um, the Seekers are a really cool unit in zone. Um, they're, uh, they have all the special ammo, which on an open battlefield isn't as good because like the one that's AP two, you have to stand around that's heavy support in zone mortalis. You have a way better chance of getting it to work. Cause you can like stand them to block off a hallway, like a, a long hallway. And then your opponent may be forced to come down that hallway and then you can unload on them with that heavy ammo or on an open battlefield. They just get shot yeah. with artillery or it's something like that. Unload. Um, the other thing is if you, if you move them, even though you're moving and firing, they have a, a, a ammo type that's small blast and rapid fire. So this unit can shoot 20 small blasts at drink three, which normally isn't, it's all right. It's still pretty good. But in zone mortalis where everybody's going to be packed together and blast weapons gain shred, they're going to be strength three with shred. And they also can't scatter very far because they can't scatter through walls. They stop when they hit a wall, dude, you can really pile up a ton of fucking, you know, hits on people. It's really good. Um, also, they have that AP4 round. A lot of motherfuckers like to run Mechanicum in zone because they're pretty fucking good in zone. But having the AP4 ammo in zone, you can shoot up some Mechanicum. Not like your assault cannons aren't going to already handle that shit. But, you know. Yeah. You need a little and then the Cortis is just... I love the Cortis in zone Mortalis. Um, its shield only faces the front, which is one of its drawbacks, but it's really easy to keep the front of the Dreadnought facing forward in zone Mortalis because it's hard for them to get around it because of the hallways. So it eliminates a lot of its drawback. And then all of its special rules really lend itself to zone Mortalis, where you can give it a... Uh, where it gets extra movement and charge range, it gains rage, all that shit. It's all really good. Fuck yeah. Never forget it has fleet. I mean, so does normal contemptor, but never forget about fleet. Always remember. Um, the, the tactical support unit, either giving it Volkite chargers or flamers, so it really depends on how you want to use the unit. If you want it to be aggressively pushed forward unit, I would use the Volkite chargers. Once again, it's it's this is going to be a good unit because I bought the extra hand weapons and you get the Blood Angel special rule, which makes them really good in assault. So on the charge, these guys are going to be three attacks piece, so that's 30 attacks. Um, then you're going to be wounding on one better. So you, most of the time you're going to be wounding Marines on a three-up, and then the worst, you're going to wound anything with a toughness value that you can actually hurt, uh, which would be anything um, toughness seven or less. Uh, you're going to be wounding on fives, when normally you would need sixes, which is pretty good. So um, if you're going to aggressively push forward, uh, you'll, you would want... The Volkite Chargers, because it doesn't matter uh, how you position them. Like, they can all be kind of cluttered up. You can have them, like, in rows advancing, and they can shoot through each other because it's a direct fire weapon. Whereas if you have a 10-man unit with flamers in zone, you're going to kind of get stacked up to where you're not ever going to be able to bring all those flamers to bear at once. It's really hard to get all the templates down where you can fire every guy. So the, the flamer unit in zone is more... You slowly advance it, and only you, like the first rank of guys can fire offensively. But it's really more for uh, blocking a corridor and accepting a charge, and then hitting them with the you know ten d three wall of death shots. And then once they make it into combat, you're still fighting with twenty attacks with the blood angel rule wounding extra. So it's like it's a really cheap unit 
that scores, that has a lot of flexibility. So he'll just have to decide on how he wants to utilize the unit um, or maybe even just what bits he has laying around. You know, if he has chargers or has flamers or maybe he likes one or the other. But that's kind of why that's in there. Very cool, man. Screams Blood Angels too. I mean, you got a whole bunch of assault cannons in there. You're making like a whole bunch of Blood Angel concessions and everything like that. And so it, it goes well, quite well. He said he wanted units that were like he didn't have in his normal army that were more specialized towards Zone Mortalis. And I've like, once again, I have a hard time recommending Breachers a lot of time in an open battlefield game. And same thing with Seekers, but I think they're both really coming to their own in Zone Mortalis. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to fit them any anywhere else. You're lucky that y'all got a nice Zone Mortalis table as part of your game group now, so you don't have to worry about having this almost useless unit of breachers in case you know <laughs> nobody like you know I can't I, I can't I feel bad whenever I see people starting uh, starting heresy for the first time and the first thing they do is they go and like pick up a calf box and they just go buy a bunch of. Uh, Pop goes the monkey, you know, breacher shields or something like that, which they're awesome. Don't get me wrong, I love those breacher shields. But then they get them out in the uh, get them out in the wild, and they start using them in these twenty five hundred point like open games. It's like, yeah, breachers. Oh, oh no, <laughs> they're, just, they're not they're, terrible. You just don't want to go overboard. Like if you want to run a unit of them and you throw them in like a land raider and give them all melt bombs where they can assault out of it and you know what you're getting into, and you know ahead of time what they do and what their capabilities are, and you don't, like, you you know to take maybe some other things that make your list a little meaner that probably should cost more points, like a javelin, like a unit of javelins or something like that, to balance it out that you've paid more points than you probably should have on the breachers, you'll be fine. Just be aware of that. It's a usable unit. It just, you know... <laughs> If you're playing Imperial Fist, I get it. I get it. Uh, I get it. I mean, you can run it with most other armies. You just got to know what you're getting into. Yeah. All right. So hopefully that helped. Scott's ignoring us. Do you agree with all that, Scott? Shake your hips. Yes, I do. Hey, (laughs) I like Breachers, man. And I like that Rite of War a lot. I used Rite of War with uh, Iron Hands in Zomortalis because... You get the minus one to shooting strength, so yep. that gives them that like that extra little bit of durability. And I'm a big fan of using quad mortars with just the standard frag shell because it has so much range, so it's more versatile. It's like 60 inch range. Well, you can't, you, zone, can't use a barrage. Well, zone. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like on on a basic tabletop, if someone okay. has breachers or whatever, and they get caught out in the open, you get to reroll your failed saves. Uh, three up rerollable in any case is pretty fucking good that's a really good thing to have so yeah it's like 90 percent of the time yeah you can like, use barrage it's got to be direct fire i call it uh i just like, can't you can't indirect fire barrage well that's what i meant you can't use barrage like you can't use the barrage rule yeah yeah but i call it like like breachers have those little rules that that don't jump out the page at you so to remember them you need gamer vigilance like you yeah. have to remember that you have hardened armor you re-roll those failed saves and stuff or um i know i've seen in the past it like michigan gt if there's a certain environmental effect that affects like you know it's like poisonous gas or hot lava or something mention the fact that those guys have hardened armor to the to and they might give you a, a break on having to roll on like random chart 
for being exposed to because that's what they're designed to be. It's like yeah. mm-hmm. not as prone to that kind of shit. Also, I'm glad Scott brought that up. In Zone Mortalis, if you play with the random uh, environmental table, one of the you effects should. is that, you, yeah, you should. It's fun. You get exposed to the cold void, and uh, hardened armor ignores the effects of that. So that's another reason breachers yeah. are good. Yep. There you go. Also, like I said, they uh, really come, their, they come into their own in Zone. They're well worth their points in Zone Mortalis. Uh, as well, Chris, uh, I know you said your gaming club just got that Zone Mortalis table. Um and I, I think you're probably in the same place that, like, you know, us guys down here were uh, whenever we first got our Zone Mortalis table where, you know, we just were using the tiles and we're just using, like, the rule set and all that stuff. Um, and we, we were just using the free rules from Zone Mortalis that you got from Forge World. Uh, however, if you if you make sure that you go get – it's book two, right, that has a Zone Mortalis book, rules in it? Book one and two. I yeah, think book but, one has the standard rules, and book two adds the uh, vo- the void rules. Yeah, so so book two, that's actually the one that whenever we first started doing this show, Ryan brought to my attention that there's uh, different there's different upgrades that you can get for for armies and different things like that. Like there's you know you can use points to get these uh, these different units and things like that. That's definitely something to look into because it like obviously enhances your game of some mortalis, you know, with the kill bots and things like that. And, you know, yeah, you can it's use a lot of Yeah. You can use the environmental effects that you get from a normal zone mortalis board. But if you want to take full advantage of the zone mortalis rules, there is a completely additional set of Horus heresy specific zone mortalis rules that you can get into. And I believe we did an episode over those rules a long time ago. Yes, and nothing's yes, changed. With, uh... So, Talked about the stratagems and stuff, and using yep. a, one idea I had. My buddy Nick gave me some extra extra bits for. Um, I'm gonna make some armsmen, so there's a stratagem you can buy where it's just like random assholes who work in the engine room and stuff, and they're like, "Take this shotgun, shit's going down out in the hallway. Get out there, fuck face." <laughs> Do you hear that? Like union rules, <laughs> your union ten is over. <laughs> they they like push them like down the hallway and it fucking murderous Astartes, but uh. I'm gonna take some of those anvil industry bits and get bash them with the Forge World like um, Cadian veteran kits. Make some like drunk ass sailors like trying to fight <laughs> off fucking a star ace with shotguns and shit. <laughs> they got like bandages over their eyes and stuff. And, yeah, God the damn, murder servers. So cool. <laughs> the coolest little unit you can build like that are the murder servitors, in my opinion. I love those things. And the fluff behind them is so fucking cool. There's locks in a closet all the time. Yeah. Like so the murder servitor just locked in a little like hidden closet, and they hit a button on the ship, and the secret doors open, and these like fucking pre-programmed murder bots with like blade hands just come, you know, slinking out into the darkness and just kill anything that's around. It's pretty fucking what's, wild. I love what's it. What's that? Uh, uh, what like uh, from Saw? What is the what is the dude's name from Saw? J- Jigsaw. Yeah, Jigsaw. Like just like Jigsaw face coming out of the closet, just. What? It's playtime. <laughs> What's going on? So yeah, so just because it sounds like y'all are just getting into Zone Mortalis, you're just getting your board and all that stuff. While y'all are all, you know, banding together to get this thing painted up, you know, see if you can get some volunteers, Chris. See if you can get some guys together to put some uh, to put some of those stratagems together, so y'all can use those to enhance y'all's game. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people actually take like the Necromunda tiles and make like 3D walls for them. Because mm-hmm. then that and like using that as like a uh, kind of scratch build Zomortalis board. 
Okay. Well, they have a real foot form. This is yeah. Forge World Zomortalis. I'm just saying, like, I, I think it'd be pretty cool to see, like, Zomortalis, like, make a big comeback with a bunch of people making, like... I mean, make a big comeback. People play it. Oh, well, I mean, I... There's one I right had... there. That's a that's a full table. Oh, right there? Just <laughs> hanging out in the That's corner? a full table of Zomortalis right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to go play Zomber Towns right got now? One. Yeah, this? yeah. I, I never fucking there's, played Zomber There's Towns. one 15, 15 feet in that direction. Right right there. <laughs> we'll go play right now. I'll be down. We got to make stratagems, yeah. though. That's something that we never did just because we our armies got so big that we weren't playing Zomber Talos games. But now that we're getting some people interested in our local club, we can start moving them. I just I just didn't hear a lot about... Oh, now they got a Death Guard army. I'm all about them. I want to just torture the fuck out of people with my Death Guard. That's so funny. You, you want to be the guy with Mortarian and Zomertalis? Is that you? Uh, I have. The thought has crossed my mind. I did like the the fucking Grinch, the Grinch grin, where his fucking lips like curl like three. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just seemed like most events just like uh, focus a little more on uh, on like tabletop gaming and not so much like uh, Zomertalis type. It, it's hard to get people and this is just like I'm glad we're having this conversation because like this is exactly what this podcast is about uh, <laughs> Ryan like you've probably run into as an event as a, another event organizer you've probably run into people who just when they go to events they don't want to play zone mortalis they want to play like the 25 like we like it's stiff it's uh, stiff uh, uh, three we had issues getting people onto the zone mortalis tables. Yeah. People want to like play we, the bigger games. Yeah, they, they want they, to play you, bigger games. You travel to an event, you want to play the bigger events, and it almost seems like like you show off your army. You want to show off your units. If you painted all these fucking tanks in this big ass army, you don't want to only play fifteen infantry models from it. It just is what it is. I honestly though, honestly, I would want like if you had the stratagems and if you had them available, I would one hundred percent go to an all Zone Mortalis event. It'd be difficult because that's a lot of tables that you got to fill out in Zomortalis. But if you had yeah, a facilitation, would be a huge issue. Of yeah, <laughs> dude. But we could do that. I just thought about that. We could do that at Heresy Camp. We have enough Zomortalis tables coming yep. to Heresy Camp. We can even like a smaller gaming club. Like it's easier to get like a Necromunda board and kind of cheese it with that than to get like a full on like Forge World. Uh, Zomortalis tile table. But yeah, but we're talking like events, like I'll, getting. I'll run a. I haven't signed up to run, actually run anything at Heresy Camp. I'll run a full-blown Zone Mortalis event if you guys want to. Oh, absolutely. Are you it's kidding fucking me? Rad. Like, we can, like, thinking about it now, like, you know, we have, like, we have a table. You guys have a table. Lone Star Legion has a table. There, like, every, like, there's tons of Zone Mortalis events. Like, and they don't all have to be the tiles. Like, like we've, we've run Zone Mortalis games that are, like, oh, look, just, look. like. You can run it. See that rust board over there? How fucking like the thick that is? Like, the rust board over there? I yeah. Yeah, I can push all that together in a 4x4 and make it super fucking dense. That big uh, three-dimensional board that I'm building right now with all the Armageddon terrain, I'm hoping to have that done. That would work. Um, I got all that Blue Forge stuff that's got it's super fucking dense with levels to it. That would work. You can run the Swamp Board as, as Omortalis as well. I mean, there's, there's, a, not there's a whole... Board. That's not bringing a one six 6x4 fucking board. <laughs> it's not happening. Oh, I thought you cared. All right, that's fine. No, just... <laughs> So yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it, it, it's it's difficult because like there's a certain like ship expectation for Zomortalis. Like, it's like, oh, if I want to play Zomortalis, I'm going to be in this ship bulkhead. But you know, the way you're talking about like pushing all of the uh, 
uh, the Necromunda tiles together and doing things like that and like doing the Necromunda like kind of like that's totally possible. Uh, they now make MDF boards for Zomore tiles and all that stuff. I think once because like right now, like I mean, just as of like two years ago, like nobody like like not in the, except big game clubs like Ryan's Gate Club, like nobody really had Zomore Talus boards, but now they're like more and more like they're still selling them they're still getting them out there in the community i think you'll probably see a pickup in zone Talus just because there will be zone Talus dedicated events i definitely see that coming yeah i definitely want to learn more about zone Talus. like that's one thing i need to like read up on more well it's and super nobody... fun because you can you can play a game in like an hour it plays super fucking fast so yeah, if... th- that seems like an easier thing yeah. to get into like than you know 2500 point games personally what i would like oh, to see sure. is i would honestly like to see uh, dedicated army list for Zomortalis. Like, I would love to see that. Like, I want to build an army specifically that I play at Zomortalis. Like, a 750-point list that I only play at Zomortalis. Let's push for it. That's what I just wrote. No, no, I know that. Like, I know, like, like, <laughs> but, like, I'm saying, like, like it's, like, that being a thing now. Like, that just, like, being, like, everybody has that list. That they like, like, I play, like, I main, I play oh, space rules, but you know, I've got, guys, like, a... I have that for every one of my armies. Well, no, I, I can pull from like, every one of my armies. Like, no, I, I, can, I think he's talking about, like, I have, <laughs> I have like, strange. a World Eaters Zomortalis Force, but I don't have a World Eaters, like, 2,500-point tabletop list. Yeah, I could play any of my lists in Zomortalis. You just pull in from my main list, like, and build off of that. But, like, I'm talking like, about... I think so, like, build I've, from the ground up as a Zomortalis Force. Yeah, 100%. Oh, and stop there? Maybe What's I'll stop, stop there, there, but... Just expand it. Hey, dude. That's all I need. That's all I need, cause I'm just this is my Zomortalis list. It's like my EDH deck. I ain't gonna go. <laughs> I ain't gonna go buy more just stuff for it. Play Mechanicum. You take like three Castellacs and a Mago. So there's your fucking army. Boom, four models. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you like robots, but you don't want to build a whole like Mechanicum list. Just get some robots, play ZM with it. I just want to pop heads and fucking the ships. I want to go onto the uh, go onto the capital ship and go pop some heads. That's all I want to do and kill just murder want, bots. Just want to like have a murder bot around a corner and just gun down some dude. Yeah. Yep. Just pump like 200 rounds into one dude. I dig it. We need to have a Zomortalis event. Nothing but Zomortalis. I'm all about it. I'll start that right now. <laughs> F- fuck everything else on my plate. I'll start Zomortalis first. <laughs> all right. So next up is a whole string of emails that came from Finlay. Uh, where do you want me to start reading this, Ryan? Let's see what we got. Uh, should be his fir- first one. Should be one from him, then one back from me to him, and then one back from him. Do you want me to read all of that? All the back and forth? Uh, uh, if you want to. I mean, that's how we get to the list. Okay. He says, hey, Ryan, I'm new to the hobby and listening to your podcast. You guys are fucking hilarious and make my drives to work, leaving my goddamn ribs hurting. Uh, you have also made me find my balls and start my first heresy army. Nice. I choose Death Guard because I like the theme of them. Nice. And also mean I can hide my bad painting with heavy weathering. Nice. I have two 3,000 point written and was wondering if you could have a look at them or one or both of them. One is focused on the large numbers of infantry and heavy firepower. The other being focused on heavy vehicles like Land Raiders and Spartans. I'm not sure which I want to build, so any advice would help. I do have a love story, which isn't as fucked up as many of the ones I hear on your podcast. I would be willing to trade for list review, which you could use if you ever need more stories on the podcast. Deal. Keep being assholes from Finn. Deal. I wonder what that means. I love story. 
Did I read that wrong? Oh, I do have a story. I don't know where I got love. It just says a story. Oh, Whatever. Okay. I must have. Michael's a romantic at heart. <laughs> I mean, any story is a love story. <laughs> if you, love if you read story. it like that. And so Ryan said, glad you like the show. Yeah, I'll review one. Just pick the one you like best. My personal Death Guard Atlanta. I'm trying to talk like Ryan. My personal <laughs> Death Guard Atlanta. <laughs> You're killing my wife right now. Our, our Land Raider is not heavy, so I obviously love the idea. Uh, infantry heavy can be fun, but it usually doesn't perform super well. That said, Death Guard does it better than anyone with the Reaping Rod of War. Anyway, just send the list whatever. I'll chill. So Finlay comes back. So I chose the heavy transport idea since probably be more effective for me to learn with. If you look at the list, it should be pretty obvious how it works, but Praetor goes with the Grave Wardens of the Spartan, Terminators, and Land Raider, and Veterans of the Achilles, and drive up the board. Uh, this is coming from Ryan. Uh, oh, this is your this is the list you sent back to him. So Yeah. You sent the list back, which was a Praetor and Cataphracty armor with Kami Bolter, Digital Lasers, On Foot, Paragon Blade with Rad Grenades, uh, a Siege Breaker and Artificer Armor with a Boarding Shield, Bolt Pistol, Phosphex Bombs, Power Scythe, Rad Grenades, uh, a Tactical Squad with uh, 10 dudes, all with Chainsaws and Combat Blades, Bolters, Vexilla. Uh, the Tactical Sergeant has Artificer Armor, Power Scythe, Rad Grenades, inside of a Rhino with a Bolty Belta. Uh, you took that twice. Uh, then you took a veteran tactical squad with melt bombs, machine killer, uh, machine killer as their veteran tactics. We can choose at the beginning of the game, but I get where you're trying to go with this unit. Uh, the veteran sergeant has artificer armor, bolt pistol, power scythe, rad grenades, commie weapons. Uh, he has a commie weapon, and a commie weapon is a melt gun. The four other veterans also have a commie weapon melt gun. Uh, the heavy support squad is missile launcher dudes. They took flak missiles. There's ten of them. And the sergeant has artificer armor, and they're in a rhino with a multibelta. No, okay. Then you took a terminator squad, all cataphractic terminators with uh, chem munitions. The terminator sergeant has a combi bolter, power scythe. This is his grenades. list, not my list, by the way. Oh, this is okay. Uh, so keep going though. Yeah, no problem. The terminators have a heavy flamer, power fist. All have power fists, and the they two of them have a chain fist and combi bolters. So two chain fists in the unit, one power fist in the unit. Uh, it's broken up weird. And the sergeant has a power scythe. Uh, they're all loaded up in a land raider phobos with armored ceramite. The Heavy support choice, you took a Grave Warden Terminator squad. These dudes are fucking ridiculous. Uh, nine Grave Warden <laughs> Terminators. Uh, two have Heavy Flamers with Chem Munitions. Uh, the Chem Master has Rad Grenades and a Chain Fist. Uh, so you can just give all of them Heavy Flamers, right? Like, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you, you know, it's only two, but the problem is it's a useless upgrade. Go ahead and read through the list, and I'll tell you why it's useless at the end of it. Yeah, okay, then he took a Spartan Assault Tank, which is an armored ceramided. It's got K-Munition, Flare Shield, of course, Quad, Last Cannon, Sponsons, uh, Twin Link Heavy Flamer. Then he took a Land Raider Battle Squadron, which is a Land Raider Quillies with a Quad Launcher, and the Quad Launcher has the Phosphex Canister Shot, because he took that Breacher. And so this is 2970 points. So, what'd you do? 
Okay, so the first of all, you should never, ever in a million years take a heavy flamer over the grenade launcher on your Grave Wardens because every single Grave Warden already has built in a template attack that's poisoned. Uh, I think it's poison three plus AP four, the little death spray thing. Yep. So why would you trade in your grenade launcher that's a double tap small blast range eighteen for a heavy flamer and pay points for it when you already have a fucking template? build in and you can keep the grenade launcher for free i don't have an answer for you yeah well you wouldn't so <laughs> don't do that um so anyway this is what i did with the list so i it's a reaping list reaping right of war so it's a praetor in terminator armor uh he's took and he's in cataphracty armor with paragon blade digital lasers and rad grenades and he took he obviously is uh, master legion so he takes the reaping and i took a siege breaker with artificer armor bolt pistol power fist boarding shield uh then i took 10 uh normal tactical marines um they have the additional close combat weapon so they all have bolter bolt pistol chainsword um the sergeant has artificer armor death sh uh death shroud power scythe and rad grenades and they are in a rhino with multi melta i took that twice so two of those tactical units armed exactly the same uh those guys are fucking badass. Then I have, uh, for the third troop's choice, I have nine heavy support marines. Um, all nine of them, including the sergeant, have missile launchers. They all have flak missiles. The sergeant also has artificer armor and augury scanner. And they're in a rhino with a pinnel-mounted havoc launcher. And this unit is where your siege breaker will go. So he makes the tenth guy in the unit to fit into the rhino. Um, then for the... Fourth troop choice, because uh, the Reaping can take uh, heavy support guys and veterans as uh, non-compulsory troops. Uh, the fourth troop's choice is a six-man veteran squad. Uh, they are machine killer vets. Uh, all six of them have combi meltas, including the sergeant. Uh, the sergeant also has artificer armor. Uh, for elites, I have five Death Shroud Terminators. All five of them have melt bombs. They're in a dedicated Land Raider Phobos with Dozer Blade and Armored Ceramite. For heavy support, I have ten Grave Wardens. Uh, three of the ten have Chain Fist. The Kim Master, which is the Sergeant, has a Death Shroud Power Scythe. Um, they are in a Spartan Assault Tank with Armored Ceramite, Flare Shield, and Dozer Blade. Um, for the second heavy support slot, I took a loose uh, Land Raider Achilles. Well, it's a Land Raider Battle Squadron, and then you take a single Achilles in the squadron. Um, and it has a hull-mounted quad launcher uh, upgraded to Phosphex um, and a Dozer Blade. Uh, I don't know why I put Dozer Blades on all these tanks, because the Reaping ignores dangerous terrain, so he could pull all these Dozer Blades off and put Rad Grenades on the Grave Wardens and shit, so... Anyway, I'll correct that one before we post it in the list library. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, Achilles, that's where the veterans will go. The six veterans will go in that Achilles. Um, and then for the third and final heavy support choice, I squeezed in a Whirlwind Scorpius. So I feel like this list is fluffy because everything is mounted in a tank. Uh, the Praetor uh, will go in with the uh, Grave Wardens in the Spartan. So if you look at it, the the Scorpius will be the mobile artillery, as will the Achilles with the machine killer vets, and then you got the Grave Wardens and Death Shrouds, one's in a Spartan, one's in a Land Raider, um, and then you got the two tactical squads and Rhinos, and then you have the heavy support squad with their Rhino. 
So what you'd probably do is when you start the game, you'll start the heavy support guys and the siege breaker out of the rhino on foot. But I still included the rhino in the list for fluff purposes because it wouldn't make sense to have everything mounted in these tanks and one unit hoofing it. So I threw that rhino in for fluff. And then I also equipped that rhino with a havoc launcher, which gives it the 48 inch range to match the missile launchers that are it's carrying. So, although the Havoc Launcher is not the most competitive choice, one fucking pinel-mounted weapon not being a multi-melta isn't going to kill you. Um, and it fits the fits the fluff better. Kind of neat. So, the the heavy support guys will be fucking awesome because they're going to get Tank Hunter from the Siege Breaker. And they have Frag Crack and uh, Flak. So, that's going to be, you know, going to be able to kill Flyers with that pretty easy. The Achilles has the Phosphex from the Siege Breaker. So, you're getting the benefit there. That'll be pretty good. And, like I said, you got the Scorpius... Um, you'll have plenty of anti-tank with, uh, the machine killer vets, uh, the Achilles, the Spartan, the land Raider with all those las cannons, multi-meltas and the, uh, quad mortar fire and the shatter rounds. And then you have plenty of close combat anti-tank with the death shroud, melt bombs and the grave wardens with all the power fist and chain fist. And then, uh, for killing, uh, infantry, uh, you have those two tactical units that can lay down bolt or fire, do uh, Fury of the Legion or whatever. But these guys really shine in close combat. Most of the time, tactical Marines aren't that great. But these guys being the, um, you know, three attacks a piece on the charge, and then that sergeant having the power scythe, which is probably it, and the white scar, uh, fucking uh, what that thing? What is that thing? The spear. What's the white scar weapon called? Power glaive. Yeah, yep. that's what it is. That's it. So the, the Power Glaive and the Death Shroud Power Scythe are probably the two best Legion-specific upgrades you can throw on Sergeants because they strike... Uh, bef- the the White Scar one strikes at initiative, the Death Guard one strikes at minus one initiative, but they're both AP2. Um, the Death Guard one gives you extra attacks, where the White Scar one obviously strikes uh, faster with a strength bonus. So uh, they're both pretty... Equal, uh, it just depends which one's better situation-wise. But anyway, this tactical unit is going to be better than most tactical units to punch way above its weight with the rad grenades and all the extra close combat weapons and the really good sergeant upgrade. Um, yeah, your Praetor is pretty standard. He goes in with that big Grave Warden squad. It's going to be pretty tough nut to crack. So I think this list is going to be fluffy, super fun to play. It gives him a wide variety of units going forward if he wants to expand the army in different directions. There's nothing really, you know, spammed. Um, it's got three rhinos in it, which I don't think is overkill on rhinos, and then everything else, every other tank in the army is never repeated. Um, and the only duplicate unit as far as infantry he has in the army are the two tactical units, which you pretty much want two tactical squads for any army you're ever going to build. But other than that, nothing else duplicates. So it's got a lot of variety. It's going to hit hard, be fluffy. should be really fun. I have no complaints. I mean, it's pretty much just molding i mean it's it's molding the list to be extremely fluffy with death guard i mean and it's a it's a heavy hitter i mean i basically got rid of his standard cataphracty and swapped him over to uh death shroud just because like it's, you do you're better <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's not a huge points difference and they're they're obviously more fluffy since they're the death guard um specific uh unit uh, so it just made the army fluffier. And then I forget, I changed some other shit around and saved you some points. And with extra point savings I got, I squeezed in that uh, Scorpius Whirlwind. And then other than that, I pretty much just uh, swapped 
you know, wore gear around and did some other things like that. So, so the list, when I, every instance that I read off that this thing had a dozer blade, I pulled it out and that puts the list at 2982. So you have 18 points with those 18 points. I would go ahead and give uh rad grenades. Well, I guess you don't have to. Cause the, the reason that I didn't give rad grenades to the, the grave wardens was because the Praetor already has them and they don't stack and the Praetor goes in with the, uh, Grave Warden, so you already have them there. Um, I don't know. I guess you could go ahead and give uh, rad grenades to the fucking Siege Breaker and the Machine Killer Vets, even though they don't really need them. You have the points to do it. Uh, but anyway, he has 18 points to throw around on some other upgrades if he wants to do something different. <laughs> oh, Scott's got to leave. You guys have Later, a good one. Scott. See you next week. Later. Have a good one, Scott. But yeah, don't go too crazy with those 18 points, man. Uh, but <laughs> Okay, so the last list comes from Patrick. He says, greetings. I have played 40K for some time, but have recently felt myself drawn to the blessings of chaos, leaving me plunging into the heretical. I spend more time building and painting poorly uh, than I do playing, but was <laughs> hoping for some feedback on a 2,500-point word bears list. I already have some units and I'm wondering what else I should think about. Oh, I already have some units and I'm wondering what else should I be think about what else should I think about acquiring from Forge World to flesh out my list. Words are hard. I am thinking last of the serrated <laughs> sun, but am open to advice. This is less about immediately playing the list and more about knowing what my next purchase is. I imagine from a theme perspective Starting with armor on the board, fixing the enemy, then dropping pod amidst their defenses. Uh, right now, I only have a little bit of armor. I also have played almost no anti-flyer in 40k, but I imagine I will need it in 30k. Uh, I currently have a chaplain, a praetor with cataphracty, with combi melta, chain fist, a diabolus kit bashed, a zardu layak with two blade slaves, one contemptor mortis with two carries, one contemptor with multi multiple combat weapon, 38 power armor marines with bolters, 2 sergeants, 5 missile launcher marines, 9 plasmas, 5 meltas, 8 kami meltas, uh, 10 cataphracty, smattering of chain fist, power fist, kami bolters, and kami meltas, 1 auto cannon and power fist, 1 flamer and power fist, 10 galvor back, 2 anvilists, 2 legion drop pods, and 2 vindicator laser destroyers. Well, I'll tell you one thing, uh, Mr. Patrick, you're on the right path. Uh, so I'm going for an all-comers list that has cool models and is fun to play. Any ideas what would be fl- what I would need to flesh out the list? Any advice is welcome. I also have a question. You guys seem to call everyone powerful. What qualifies as powerful? And if not everybody is, is there a particular person you would point out as not powerful? Me. Uh, I know this is fairly incoherent email, but I'm just getting started in RFI and been a big part of drawing me in, and I really appreciate the work you do. Well, powerful Patrick. Uh, I don't really know. It's just how we say names, and uh, really, it comes from Joe Rogan's podcast. Joe Rogan (laughs) calls everybody powerful. I got Michael hooked on Joe Rogan, and ever since then, Michael calls everyone powerful. Yeah, except for me, he has yet to call me powerful, Derek. I can't. I'm cool with that. I've known you before. I knew the term powerful. Uh, I'm cool with that, and I will never say the term powerful and Vincent in the same sentence, just because I can't out of. Because he sent an email specifically saying we refused, we didn't say powerful. So as, no, you as did. This point. When we apologize, you've already said it. It's already <laughs> too late. 
powerful Vincenette. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's in our patron chat now. He's a cool guy. I've I talked to him before. The him and uh him and Chase are buddies. The uh they're both. I think they're both in the Marines. Fuck yeah, dude. He picked up his Harrison Camp ticket. So powerful Vincenette. Nice. <laughs> Which also comes from <laughs> the Fighter and the Kid podcast. It's like saying, uh, you know, French and Italian names like very yeah with like passion so well he's like Giancarlo we need him and Giancarlo to hang out because it's like the two dudes I know with the coolest fucking names yeah absolutely Giancarlo powerful Giancarlo and powerful (laughs) Vincenzo let's look him up let's Uh, get him to start a podcast they do well they'll both be at heresy camp oh no Giancarlo's not going to heresy camp no bummer but anyway so Patrick I mean, obviously, like you just kind of sent Ryan some of like the, uh, like some of the best things that you could. That I don't know. He got you a good start. I mean, that's probably like the best start you've ever yeah, received on it, models. Like, yeah, it's really good. And most of the stuff that he had, I think I built a list out of pretty much everything that he already owns, except I don't think a Zyphon's on the list, right? No Zyphon on that list. No. Okay, so. He can either do a Xiphon or a Fire Raptor. I gave him the option for either one because they're so close in points, and I left points left in the list so he could do one that he liked the model better on. Um, but he said that he wanted a Flyer that he didn't own one, so I went ahead and threw a Flyer in the list. I believe everything else in this list is stuff that he owns. So, should be good to go. Um, I don't think he owns the Praetor, but it's fucking easy to build a single Praetor model, customize it up. So, anyway, this is a Word Bearer. Uh, last of the serrated sun list. It's fairly similar to ones we've done in the past with just some slight changes based on the models that uh, he owns to swap things in and out. So it's a Praetor taking Right of the War, Last of Serrated Sun. He has Burning Lore, which you'll want to go Biomancy in my opinion, but you can do whatever you want. He's got a Power Fist, a Paragon Blade, Digital Lasers, and Iron Halo coming in at a mighty 215 points. Uh, pretty expensive Praetor, but this guy's a fucking beast. Uh, then for your second HQ, which you're forced to take, being a Word Bearer player, you, you have to always take a second compulsory HQ that's either a basic Legion Centurion or a Chaplain. Um, so I took a Chaplain. Uh, the Chaplain has Burning Lore. Um, his Crozius, which he gets for free, which you can make it whatever power weapon you want. Um, Artificer Armor, Bolt Pistol, and Refractor Field. Um... I just build him this way because this is the model that he owns. Uh, I believe a boarding shield would be better than the refractor field if he wants to convert it. If not, refractor field's fine. Whatever he wants to do, it's the same points either way. Um, for troops, you can take Galvor back as troops, so that's what I did. So his core troops are uh, five Galvor back. The Dark Martyr has Artificer Armor and Power Fist, um, and they are in an, a dedicated Anvil's Dreadclaw. For his second compulsory troop, it's another... Five Galvorback. The Dark Martyr has Artificer Armor and Power Fist, and they are also in a dedicated Anvilist Dreadclaw. Um, for the third troop's choice, I have a Tactical Support Squad. Um, all eight of these guys have... So there's eight of them. All eight of them have Plasma Guns, and they are in a standard Drop Pod. Um, and I think I did eight of them. Yeah, so you could potentially put the Praetor and Chaplain with them, or... Only one of the two or whatever. It gives you the option to do that. But there's uh, eight of them in a drop pod with all plasma guns. Then for elites, I have a five-man 
veteran squad with machine killer. All five of them have combi meltas, and they are in a drop pod. For a second elite choice, I have another five man veteran squad with machine killers. All five of them have combi meltas. They are in a drop pod. Um, for the third elite choice, I have five cataphracty terminators. Two of the five have power fist. Two of the five have chain fist, and the sergeant has a power fist. And they are in a dedicated anvilus dread claw. Um, then for the fourth and final H, uh, elite choice, which you can only have four elites, is a contemptor cordis. Uh, the cordis has a multi melta, so it's basically the calf dread because he said he had a calf box, so this is the dreadnought he has. So it's going to have a multi melta power fist storm bolter, which is how it comes armed. He's just going to call it a cordis. And it goes in a Dreadnought Drop Pod, which he owns. So that's all four elites. And then for either fast attack or heavy support, doesn't matter, whatever he wants to run, he can do a Xiphon with ground tracking auguries, which would be 215 points. Or he could do a um, Fire Raptor uh, for like the, with the auto cannons for 230. And he's got the points uh, to do either one. This list is 2485 with the Xiphon. Um, he could drop. Uh, you don't have to get rid of five points on something. You could make uh, one of the uh, Terminators have a uh, power weapon instead of a power fist to get the extra five points to swap over to the Fire Raptor if he'd rather have the Fire Raptor. Do so it. the choice Do is it. his, just whatever flyer, whatever flyer he likes. He could also run a lightning. The fire raptor is the exact same points as a lightning with four krakens, so with and also ground ground tracking. So this list gives him the option to run a Xiphon, a fire raptor, or the lightning, depending on the flyer that he wants. Uh, so this list is pretty good. The terminators, the veterans, both squads of veterans, and the terminators and the tactical support squad all score. Um, the Galvorback do not score because they have the special rule that says that they can't. And same thing with the Cordis Dreadnought, which it's elites anyway, it wouldn't. But he still has the four scoring units. Like I said, the Praetor and the Chaplain, you could put them both in the in either of the veteran squads, or you could put them both in the tactical support squad, or you can split them up and put them in whatever. I kind of designed the list to put them both in the Plasma squad, because I think I worked it out where he's got seven drop pods. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, I was a good boy and got him the number. So you would get four turn one. It'd probably be your two Galvorb units. Um, and then either uh, your two veterans with all the Melta, if they had a bunch of tanks or a veteran unit and a, well, I guess you could really go either way. You could really kind of do whatever you, the hell you wanted. But whatever that fourth drop pod is, because you'll probably want to do your um, Terminators, your two Galvorback squads and then a fourth pod. Um, and whatever that fourth pod is, you want that to have your Praetor and Chaplain in it. And so you could either do that as the um, the veterans, the plasma guys, or whatever, and put the whatever that unit that is, put those characters in there. So should be a pretty cool list. I dig it. Might felt right back at home, huh? Putting together some word bears and <laughs> if Ryan's giving advice yeah. on word bears and I I still need to paint up my last of the serrated sun list. I have the army list uh, written up um, and I got my demon contemptor, all the bits I need to build or my demon uh, Leviathan. I got all Can't the bits wait. to build that and all that shit. I just haven't got around to it. So yeah, popular 
<laughs> popular uh, popular model that everybody's wanting to see. I know. Yep. We've talked about it. So well, very cool tell you what, if you can stretch the days to be 48-hour days instead of 24-hour days and then make the year 700 days instead of 365, maybe I can get all this shit done. Maybe. You know I can't do that. You know that I'm not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> not after what happened last time. Not after what happened last time. But anyway, Damn. um, I'm all I, I'm all cut up. I'm all caught up on army lists. Like I said, after reading these off, we have 16. I wrote the number there somewhere right here. 16. I have 16 lists that we haven't read off on the show, but I have responded to everyone. Everybody does have their list and is ready to go. So we have this backlog we could read out on the show if we don't get new ones. But if people want to sit in, send in new lists. I'm good to go. I'm all caught up. Um, so the way things have worked out in my life, I have less painting time, but more time to do lists. So I should be able to always keep up with lists now, even though I uh, can't paint as much. Fantastic. Fantastic. Ryan, just modifying and making lists better for you, getting you the right the right way. <laughs> so I... Man... Ryan pubs out lists so fast just when he gets an idea in his head. Like, even if you just shoot Ryan, like, an idea, it usually comes out to, like, hey, this yeah. seems like it'd be a fun list. The gears start turning, and he has to see it, like, done. Yeah. Oh, it's, I wrote uh, list, too. I, wrote, I forgot. I didn't count your list on lists that I wrote. I wrote you a list, and I also yeah. wrote a list. I wrote a list for a charity. I don't know if I'm supposed to put it out there, but there's a charity that's going to auction stuff that's not our Toys for Tots charity that I wrote a list for. So Nice. Fuck yeah. Man, dude, I'm so glad that we're back to like normal podcasting. Like this is like just like normal. Like we feel like it's, you know, we get to like it's a more little, comfortable. Yeah, it's more comfortable. It's a lot more like candid. Like it's just like I, I like the beginner episode. I thought the beginner episode was fun. It's good to get it out there. Um, yeah. I think yeah, this I think- is a, I think it was really needed. Um, I know the Varingian Heresy is doing the same thing, but I wanted to wait until the new rule book came out and really push it. And I want this to be the year of getting new people in that you know want to you know get in there's that stupid ass rumor that heresy's dead even though everything the contrary shows it i want to blow that fucking rumor so far out of the water that everybody that ever uttered it looks like a complete and total fucking moron that's my <laughs> goal for this hell yeah you have made Build an enemy community. of me i fixed fucking bayonets i have you in my fucking sights and i don't fucking lose I don't like fucking go to war with me. You better pack a lunch. <laughs> you heard it here first. For real though, I, I it's a. Uh, I think the heresy community is is growing right now. I mean, we've just seen it just from our end, podcast wise. You know, I I mentioned a while back that I don't know if it's because we're becoming more popular or if like we just are getting that many more listeners. But it really, it really. The, the heresy community is growing. We get new listeners all the time. Um, you know, they come from other gaming systems, and you know, they they say that you know, hey, I, I want to try this out because I'm tired of my old gaming system or this or that. But I mean, we, it's coming, and then this new rule book just really slated everything. I mean, hands down, the new rule book followed up by the FAQ like immediately, immediately followed up. Like, well, it's f- not, it's not even the full. F- it was a teaser saying, hey, we're working on the FAQ. It wasn't. That's yeah. why it was just the handout. Yeah, that's, we, that's, we we've been told we've been told by extremely news, reliable we've been told by an extremely reliable source that that is just the taste of the FAQ that's 100% currently being worked on. 
Yeah, we're like little baby birds. They got to feed us slowly because if they gave it us all at once, it'd kill us. So we got to. They got to. They can't just say we're working on it. They got to give us a little bit. Yeah. So, thank you, Forge World. Thank you for immediately giving that handout. I mean, just like, hey guys, don't go buy all these fucking you know grenade launchers. Don't don't sell off your knights just yet. Yeah. Don't sell your knights off. Don't go selling off your grenade launchers. Go buy grenade launchers. Hold up. So very cool of you, Forge World. We have not addressed that yet on any of our episodes so i'm glad that we we get a chance now to say thank you for that whoever you are listening out there god bless you and i if i could hug you i would so yeah you're overseas one day <laughs> i will find you one day i will hug you i'm a hugger you're prepare prepare ready your body a very specific set of skills ryan's gonna go in he for will the find kiss, you and, and it's will okay to, to tell him no <laughs> it's because i wouldn't it's i'm good at it I got proof. I'm good at it. <laughs> so, so anyway, back on our normal shows, guys. Uh, we do need to jump back on the legions. We do need to get back into the the legion yeah. episodes. I do like the specialty episodes. Yeah, I like the legion episodes. Yeah. So well, I mean, like, should we do it on Zomortalis? Because now I'm only, like pumped on Zomortalis. We gotta get the legion episodes did. out. Done Zomortalis. Go listen hey, to it. Was that one? It's done. Which episode was that? It was a long time ago. It's the one that says Zone Mortalis in the title. All right. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll look for it. We'll have to look. Oh, but Pony. for real, our, our our rule book episode is our biggest episode ever. As far as downloads, as far as we can tell. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah. You don't but, think it's our biggest ever? The numbers well, I saw it look like our biggest ever, sir. I mean, mm, mm. Uh, honestly, the, the first the first episode is always going to be the biggest because that's the first one everybody listens to. But like, as far as like recent downloads, that's, that, was... that like has a whole. That's got a. That's like uh That was pre me. That was you and Pretty and Zach, wasn't it? Uh, that was just me and Pretty. But but yeah, like that. That's the one like everybody listens to. Like that's our biggest episode ever. Actually, like let me go down because I can see. All the episodes. Yeah, that one's massive. That's double double that episode. But that's like the first episode everybody listens to. Like it's a it's a standard download as soon as you like get it. So yeah. But yeah, our, that our rule book. Count. That's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't count, but but see his voice went high. He knew. He knew he's fucking up. <laughs> but even then our custodes episode our custodes episode is actually bigger than this one already. Uh just like yeah, but it's the been out for how long? How long's it been out? A while. Yeah. It'll catch I'm telling you, the rulebook episode. The rulebook episode's gonna pass that custodies episode in a week. <laughs> Dude, I just realized how popular that custodes episode was and it's kinda well, I mean, breaks my heart like, a little bit. Well it was when it first came out, everybody's like, Alright, cool, I'm gonna see custodes brought to the table, I gotta know what I'm fighting against. No it's not Oh well. There's people going to go learn. What do I need to buy? A thousand to... Yeah. The, that was the Custodes. Yeah, it looks like the second biggest episode was the Big Ryan Little China. Or Little... Little Britain. China. England. Yeah, Little England. The Dark Angels episode is pretty big. Yeah. It's up there. I'm it just saying. It got there growing. fast. It got growing. there fast. Yeah, it's It's growing. The, like the latest ones have been really good. People have been listening. It's good. It's really good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it shows that it's, it's in 
you know, people want to listen to the podcast. It's it's good. I like it. So I, yeah, I think dude. it's important to to really you know help out new players. You know, try to set a good example. It's a good example is us four fucking idiots can set. I guess. Definitely, dude. If y'all if y'all enjoy our podcast, go leave a review. Uh, especially send people our way. You know, new new listeners all the time. We definitely enjoy them. We definitely enjoy uh, new voicemails all the time, regardless of who it's from. And like, even if you just want to leave us a voicemail, and it has nothing to do with like the current set of voicemails that we're getting. Like right now, we're getting ball stories. But like, if you just want to like just send us a voicemail about like a tournament you had or like a game you played or anything like that. Feel free to just call us up and play it. Like that, I always love hearing whatever random voicemails are coming in. Like Send especially, us love stories. especially if they're hobby related. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's really funny because we'll get on these themes. Like somebody, one person will tell like a shitting themselves story, and then everybody's like, "Oh, I got one of those." And then we'll get those for a while, and then somebody will get like an uh, industrial accident story, and we got on that kick for a long time. Um, like seasons. It was just it was funny. Yeah. Do you want to hear a story? So, like since we're since we're here and like we were talking about like ball stories, do you want to hear about a ball story about me that I like haven't told anybody? Like even the people that were there with me were like like didn't know what happened, but it was pretty horrible. Oh my god, yes. Like since we're since I got we're one here. too. Yeah. I got one too. If you guys want to hear it. Yeah. So this is the this is the secret part of the episode, boys. Uh so when I was like mm, probably 15, 16. No, probably 14. I was pretty immature, so it was probably like 13, 14, now that I think about it. Uh, my buddy Steven, he, we went out and we were processing sausage out at like some, some like his grandpa's land or something like that. We just went out there. Is that code for something? Is that, no, did you like... meet at a truck stop and process some sausage? No, I was a Is kid. that why Derek like, said it was like legit like go out there they take all the deer meat and they grind it all up and they put like a whole bunch of like way too much pig meat like it's like we're just making pig sausage like why'd you even kill the deer we could just kill pigs whatever the deer's just filler so we're making a ton of sausage like we're, we're packing it and all this stuff he invited us out there and like promised us that we get sausage out of this and we never got any sausage out of this like just just to be fair, we never got any dry sausage, and I really wanted some. But anyway, it's fucked up. Yeah, so uh, we were bored kids. Everybody, like, at the end of this, like, event, his family decided to, like, uh, you know, hang around and drink and eat and all that jazz because, like, that's what you do as an adult. But we were kids, so we couldn't do that. So we were just, like, running around. This all in the country. And so we were like, what can we do? And so at some point, it was like, uh, let's go wait on the side of the road and pretend that... Uh, we're a scarecrow and then we'll jump out and like scare people as they're driving by. Like we'll put hay in our, like our jacket and all this stuff and we'll look like scarecrows and we'll jump and we'll scare cars. And like, it didn't work. Like we didn't scare anybody. Everybody's like, what are those kids doing? Like, it's obviously a person in there. But at the time we're like kids. We're like, yeah, let's scare people. And it's like, no, it didn't work. Well, anyway, so we had these sticks that looked that made us look like we were in the ground. And at one point this car was driving by and I jumped to scare this, this car and I landed like perfectly, like poof, on that oh, stick. That ooh, stick, like, ooh. did not move. While credit card. It's called, and, called the credit card. Credit card. Yeah, but instead of my butt, it went like straight onto my sack, and like <laughs> shit. I immediately hit the ground. I was done. Like I was like, like lights out. Like I was like on the ground holding my nards, 
and uh michael the popsicle montalongo (laughs) pretty pretty much dude it went through my shorts it went through my underwear like it went through my pants i was wearing pants it went through my pants went through my underwear i was pretty sure i had a hole in my sack i was pretty sure i was very scared because like i i reached down and like hold my nuts and i'm touching like sack and i'm like like it went through my pants and my uh, and my underwear so like it was a sharp stick and i was so sure that i cut my sack and then like after like a good six minutes i was like oh it's good i I still kept those underwear for a while like just to remind myself that like don't hey, do stupid don't stuff. jump on sticks yeah don't do stupid stuff messed me up i didn't get all swollen so everybody's like ball stories that are telling like how swollen their balls get i'm surprised that mine didn't inflate but it probably I mean, they're something. pretty good at getting out of the way when yeah. uh, when shit goes down. <laughs> when when you get speared, yeah. So that happened. Anyway, mine's That's pretty crazy. simple. I was I, I may have told it on this podcast before. I probably have, but we had a party at my grandmother's house. She's been there. You know how tight my grandmother's house is. She has all this furniture in this older house built in the fifties or sixties, and you know it's like real confined, close quarters. Right. So I was sick, and I—that's uh, when me and my dad lived with my grandmother at the time. Um, he went back to school and was working a job and a part-time job and going to school full-time, so he couldn't like do shit. Like I did, basically. Yeah. So I he we moved back in with my grandmother so that she basically could essentially raise me. So she kind of raised me. Um, but anyway, we were having some party. I don't know what it was. Uh, it was just a family get-together, and my cousins and everybody was over there. But I was real sick. I had, like, the flu or something. So I had been asleep all day, and the party had started, and I'd slept in till like, 3 or 4 in the afternoon, you know, taking NyQuil, whatever. But I got, And I, when I woke up, I was, like, really hungry. I hadn't been hungry for a long time because of being sick. I was like, fuck, I'm really hungry. So I go out there, and they'd order pizza or something for the party. And like I said, I just didn't feel very good, and... She goes, well, here's some pizza if you want some. I'm like, yeah, I'll get some. So because there were so many people there and the confines are so tight and I was I was hot, just didn't feel very good from being sick, I put pizza on a plate and I went into the, the kitchen there and you know where refrigerator's at in the little hallway? I got next to the refrigerator and leaned up against where she keeps like the spoons. I'm talking to my wife, so she knows exactly what I'm talking about, where the cabinets are at, where the spoons and shit are at. And I just sat flat on the floor with my legs out and held my plate just sitting on the arms eating because all everybody was in all the chairs or whatever. Well, because I would just, you know, I was in there asleep in my bed. All I had on was pajama pants and a t-shirt. I had no socks on and no underwear on. So I was just free balling and loose ass pajama pants. So when I'm sitting on my butt flat with my, you know, legs kind of spread flat on the floor, my nuts are just like splayed out, just like laying right on the tile floor you know, covered by my pants, obviously, but just laying there, <laughs> not thinking anything of it, free balling, feeling kind of good. It, the, you know, the, the ground's kind of cool on me because I was hot, not feeling good, eating pizza. Here come my cousin Jessica, who's like, I love, she's like one of my favorite people in the world, by the way. She's like my little sister. I love her to death. But at uh, anyway, she's kind of, she's clumsy. She'll admit to it. There's, I can tell you many a fucking getting hurt by her stories it's pretty funny um Uh, anyway she comes prancing through there to fucking get a drink the refrigerator which is right next to me and not watching where she's going and she stepped down with her heel right on my nuts (laughs) i mean just right on tile floor nuts laying flat 
and she comes prancing oh, through there, man. puts one leg down while the other leg's up in the air, full-blown smashing nuts into concrete floor. I just, so, like, you just, I like, mean, the wave, the wave of discomfort you just sent against our male listeners. Like, <laughs> like, like there's so many, so, like, right now, I'm people eating, are adjusting. So I have this plate, Ugh. I have this plate in my hands, and I'm, I'm eating pizza, and she stepped on my nuts, and I immediately half-choked on the pizza. I was like, ooh, ooh, and I immediately just, like, was holding my pizza. I had a mouthful of pizza, and I just started crying. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> just started fucking crying. Like you do. Had pizza, just yeah, just had pizza falling out of my mouth. I was a total sloppy mess. I was fucking sick. I had the flu. I'm in them shitty pajama pants with no socks on, sitting on this fucking floor with my nuts smashed, like just totally smashed, <laughs> choked on pizza. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> That's a bad day. <laughs> right at a so another. Another classic uh, story. I don't know why. I was passing her one time. We were like another party or whatever. She was hanging out kind of at her house. And she goes walking by me and she sticks her hand up for a high five. Just out of random. I'm like, all right, cool. So I stick my hand up for a high five for whatever reason. She swings to give me a high five and totally misses. It's fucking nose. (laughs) And bloodied my nose. It hurts so bad. (laughs) I'm like, how do you you just miss so bad? Fucking almost break my nose. <laughs> she committed so, to that high five though. Like that is like who gives that kind of force and high five? Like, yeah, like enough to bleed a nose, man. Well, I joke I call her and it's mean to call a girl this. And she's like I said, she's a total sweetheart. But I call her Shrek. She's like one of those people that just have like like Russian wrestler strength for no reason. Like it doesn't even pansy strength. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It just does not make any sense. Like she'll come over and like pat you on the back and your fucking lung will just like fly out your chest. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like you don't she's not like a fully sized. She's just like a regular sized person, but she has like just I'm pretty sure She's like from Krypton or whatever and has been exposed to the sun or something. I don't know. It's fucking scary though. She's secret Kryptonian. Man. I think like the craziest thing I've got like that is uh the one time Aaron hit me in the nuts with another person. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I was just uh we were hanging out at uh, a friend of mine's place, he had a pool, and uh I was just kinda like floating on my back because I couldn't Oh, that's right. I, I couldn't swim at the time, so that was kinda like the best I had. So, uh, a couple of other friends were there, Aaron and John and Aaron like picks John up over his back. Like he's like a pro wrestler. Cause you know, Aaron's strong like that. And he thought it'd be funny to like drop, like toss him at me, but he doesn't realize I'm not paying attention. Like my ears are under the water. I can't hear a damn thing. Like I'm looking straight up. My eyes are probably closed. I don't remember. All I remember is all of a sudden being underwater, not being able to breathe and not knowing which way it was up. And my nuts hurting. And your nuts uh, hurting. So like, so John was like, you know, being held aloft in the air. So he's having like this, like this, like leaning pose where he's like got his elbow out, and uh, he just like tosses him. And that elbow just goes straight to my nuts. Oh. And uh, yeah, they found out that day that I actually couldn't swim. They're like, Derek's Derek's flailing a lot. <laughs> Bet you learned that day, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I obviously didn't drown. Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> My nuts are fine, I think. That's one of those things, man. None of us got kids. None of yeah, us it, truly know. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. For all I know, I, I could be sterile as a mule. I don't know. So, anyway. 
that's enough nut stories, guys. Uh, once again, <laughs> this all started out. If you want to send us a voicemail, you can email it to us. Michael warmer 30 kcom Derek Warmer30K.com, Ryan at Warmer30K.com, and Scott at Warmer30K.com. Uh, if you're an international listener, you want us to email us at MP4, or you can call our, our hotmail line or our voicemail line, 209-RFI-30K0. We'll take those in. Uh, if you really like our podcast, we have a Patreon. You can go to Radio First Man on Patreon. Uh, with that, you get invited into a special Patreon group that doesn't stop, goes forever. Uh, it's people talking all the time, all-time heresy. We've got vendors in there that also... Uh, we'll pitch ideas and things like that. It's pretty fucking sweet, honestly. What it's become. we got Dragonforge in there now. Shout out to Jeff. <laughs> Hell yeah! Shout out to powerful Dragonforge. Dragonforge is in there. Blood and Skulls Industries in there. Pop goes the monkeys in there. I mean, there's just like it's it's pretty sweet, guys. And See, they bounce and off. We ideas. can thank our listeners for that because I use almost exclusively all Dragonforge bases. I've talked about it a ton on the show. Other people heard that, started buying his bases. And then he put on his Facebook, where did you guys hear from us? And several people replied, Ryan from Radio Free Isfahan. He really likes your stuff. He talks about it all the time. And Jeff reached out to me, and I was like, yeah, man, I love your stuff. And we got to talking, and then he talked to Michael a little bit, and then he got added to the patron chat. So now Jeff's in there having a party with us. Yep. Hell yeah. Mad, Mad Robots Miniatures in there. He found us because of you guys ordering stuff from him, saying that you heard yep. about him through us. And so... <laughs> Uh, honestly, guys, anything we bring up on this show, uh, 100% is going yeah. to be just w- how we feel about that. We, we wouldn't talk about it if we didn't love it. Yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not officially sponsored by any of these guys. I mean, they didn't give us anything. It's just we liked their products and we started buying it. Uh, Blood and Skulls, um, Dragon Forge, uh, Pop Goes the Monkey, uh, Mad Robot. We just buy stuff from them. We like their stuff and we started talking about their stuff and... Um, then when we started the patron chat, we, you know, started asking, we asked Matt first from Pop Goes a Monkey, hey, do you want to be in here? And then as, you know, more and more people, uh, you know, our, our listeners reached out to him and said, hey, I heard about your product from these guys. And they reached out to us. We, you know, we asked them if they wanted to be in there. It's pretty cool because they can, uh, they're working on something new or one ideas. They can just throw it up there in the patron chat and guys can say, yeah, it'd be cool if you made this or whatever. So, um, and there's, uh, been, there's been cases where complete designs have been re-altered because, you know, all these guys on our Patreon chat are like, hey, uh, that doesn't look very Horus Heresy or I don't like the way this aesthetic is. And somebody will go back and redesign it based on that that background. I mean, it's pretty honest. In well, somebody, there, that's for sure. Somebody yeah, was looking for resources. a Porphyron base um, and they were like, how big should it be and all this? And I'm like, I don't know. Ask Jeff. And Jeff was like, hey, I have these 200 millimeter bases. I'm the only one that makes He's them like, this big. Yeah, no, nobody's crazy enough to make bases this big. <laughs> For real. Except me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Pretty cool. So, yeah, guys. There's also some uh, some heresy celebrities in there and Warhammer celebrities. Uh, y- you'll find them. I mean, they're, they're in there. They're hanging out. <laughs> there's, some, there's some people that you definitely either know the voice of or know the face of. Uh, guaranteed so it's a good time uh also guys if uh, you want to support discord. the cast as well do what discord too don't forget about that yeah uh so we do have a discord it's not related to the patreon anybody can go into the discord that goes on all the time honestly i'm, I'm you know we, we check it but it just kind of goes on by itself it's just a good group of heresy people talking bouncing off ideas off of each other yeah there's a few different uh, tabs there's like a work in progress tab a list help tab yeah. Uh, general chat. I posted up the Discord on our Facebook page if you want to see that. 
it's it's our it's already up there our full discord if you want to hop in and get on that um uh, as well guys if you want to support the show we do have an affiliate program uh with audible so if you go to rfibook.com you can go start yourself a free trial on audible uh get yourself a free book for 30 days and you get to keep it if you keep your uh keep your uh, trial after the 30 days you get to keep that book and just a heads up all black library books are now on audible so if they go to black library and audiobook then they get moved over to audible i think it's after like two weeks like it's something crazy they move it real quick uh but most of the Horus heresy series that is out right now is on audible so rfibook.com start your free trial get you a book you get 30 days to try it out and like it and all that jazz and you can trade that book in no questions asked so nice that's all we got it's a good time. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Remember when you're at your lowest low, you could be sitting on a dirty kitchen floor <laughs> in shitty pajama pants, choking on pizza with tears rolling down your face with smashed nuts. Or laying in chiggers on the side <laughs> of the road with a hole in your underwear and pants holding Oof. your nuts, holding your bare nut. Or blowing some homeless dudes out in back alleys. <laughs> 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 or, or wrestling with a grandmother in front of their grandchild um, and being tackled by the police. That was a one-time thing. <laughs> she saw red. <laughs> Alright guys, we'll go and kick y'all off to some music and uh, y'all have a good one. Take it easy guys. Later. Later.